Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from a fan-created expansion of the game called Lucas. It's our first time playing, so we might make some mistakes. If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find Brawl, which is the, the name of this fan-created expansion, on DriveThruRPG, and you can find the original game of Lucas on itch.io. Build your own Lucas character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Rain. Hello, everyone. Um, I am a five foot two humanoid-looking woman. Um, definitely not uh, going through as a human anymore, considering two episodes ago uh, my horns regrew. <laughs> And ripped my headscarf, also causing, um, revealing the wolf ears and everything. Um, due to the support of my fellow fire-breathing kittens, however, I have amassed enough confidence to wear my horns with pride this time. Uh, yeah, as usual, I'm clad in druidy, adventurer's gear, a uh, bag of forageables on my hip, and... We'll see where the adventure takes us. Wonderful. We also have Camilla. Hey, everybody. I'm doing a character voice today to practice it, even though it's not great, because you get better with practice. Um, so, did you know that a hot dog vendor will sell hot dogs to anyone? Awesome. That was a question. <laughs> oh, we, we did know that. <laughs> Just even if you're the worst. <laughs> well, we will see who we run into this in this adventure. <laughs> and, of course, we have Grantham. Greetings, Grantham Picklebottom Jr. here, joining the fire-breathing kittens on a brand new adventure. I'm a, I'm a newcomer to the guild. Uh, I'm a, what you see before you is a is a 70-year-old, 72-year-old man, uh, a mere five foot seven, uh, human. Uh, and he, dressed in fine tailored garb, uh, an exquisite pair of breeches, velveteen if you like, uh, a fine tailcoat, uh, waistcoat beneath that, a pair of reading glasses, grey hair swept back, and uh, and a twinkling blue eyes behind, yes, these these rather finely made spectacles. Wonderful. We Oh, and a silver-tipped cane. I apologise, GM, I mustn't <laughs> forget, I am carrying a fine cane with a silver handle. Of course, you can't forget that. So, we find ourselves this fine day in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar. Everybody can go into the bar. There are also uh, guild member-only areas, of course. Uh, there's a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. What are you all doing there? Well, Grantham is very excited, and he's standing by the jobs board and looking across them all and thinking, My word! So many opportunities for fun. So many opportunities I've never experienced before. I've barely left the house, you see. Very nice. Uh, so... Um, uh, Rain... Rain is currently fighting one of the job flyers that flew off the wall and is sticking to her horns and she can't really see. So she's, like, trying to get it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
when the ceiling is suddenly a foot shorter than it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she bumps into things constantly. She hasn't had them for like at least five years. <laughs> oh. And you don't see Camilla. Great. Uh, uh, well, Grantham is is seeing the uh, the the werewolf like uh, creature d- d- uh, struggling with one of the flyers and goes over to try and try and help. Like, I, I'm totally sorry. Uh, excuse me. Uh, do, do you need assistance? <laughs> assistance from who? What? What's? Where's? Wait. <laughs> this is Grantham really going see. going toward Rain and asking if she needs help. Yeah, yeah she can't see through the oh, flyer. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, sorry, uh, this is me projecting. Uh, my name is Grantham. Uh, I'm here to, to assist you if you require assistance. Uh, let me help you with that. And I take my cane and and I start uh, trying to hook with the, with the silver handle, try to hook the, <laughs> the flyer away from the eyes. Uh, she would... She can probably tell where the noise is coming from, so she tries to, like, move her head in the direction and kind of, like, help. And I guess we'll, we'll get it off eventually. <laughs> and she'd be like, ah, yes, thank you. That was... I mean, I only have one working eye left, but... <laughs> I still Smile like my sight. <laughs> so as you two are are wrestling with this flyer caught on Rain's horn, a um a man walks into the the guild hall. He's wearing a he's wearing a slate gray suit, uh, average height. Looks pretty built under the suit. You can you can tell that there's some some muscle mass behind there. And he's carrying an unassuming dark brown briefcase. Uh, so he looks around. Um, and pins a couple of flyers to the corkboard, um, and he leaves. But as he's leaving, he's walking very slowly and looking over his shoulder to to make to see if anybody in the guild hall is going to is going to look at this at this flyer. Uh, it's almost as if he's waiting to to launch into a a spiel of sorts. Uh, Gr- Grantham takes a look at the gentleman. And uh, d- d- does Grantham recognize this man by any chance? Um, being a being a fan of of uh, of 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 pop culture and and observing things through a scrying crystal and met for many years from his his estate over in Jishwap. Um, yes, that's the question. Yeah, you know what? We are going to do our first skill check, and Ooh. so as this uh, as this game is based off of Lucas, the skills the skill and combat checks are all based off of cards um so since this is a non-combat skill check go ahead and put down two cards um and add the value of both together uh this is going to be an easy skill check so it just has a uh dc if you're cc i guess of five uh i believe i have a seven and a jack which i believe a jacks amounting to 11 puts me at 18 uh yes so you immediately clock uh, clock this person, and you recognize him as Vance Mannheim. He is a traveling multiversal uh, MC and the creator and uh, kind of general manager, if you will, of of the multiversal multiversal tournament of champions, uh, which is a a wrestling event that that goes from plane to plane, and you realize. You have watched this. You have tuned in uh, many times. Uh, Grantham goes up to the to the silver-suited gentleman and completely loses his grasp of of decorum. My word! 
you're you're Vance you're Vance Mannheim. I've, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm an enormous fan. I'm an, an enormous fan. I have seen your television. Uh, tele, uh, <clears throat> uh, rewind. <laughs> uh, I have been watching your endeavors on on the on on my scrying crystal for for I mean decades. I, I'm a, and I start rigorously shaking his hand. It's just such a pleasure, such a pleasure <laughs> to meet you, sir. Vance takes your hands and shakes it with uh, with equal bravado, and he says. Thank you. I'm always happy to hear a fan and meet one in person. Um, we are we are hosting the multiversal tournament of champions in Nikamui, and you you seem like a good fan. You should you should absolutely come on down. It is. Uh, and he hands you a flyer, um, and so this information is very you know posted posted on the flyer. Uh, tonight at the Easinghouse Forum, and he kind of looks around and he says, well, you know, we're still looking for, for one more team to join. Is that, uh, is that something that you're, that you're interested in? <gasps> Grantham gasps. My word, I would, this is exactly... This is exactly why I've left the Grantham Picklebottom Estate. Not the Grantham Picklebottom Estate. I'm putting my own name under things. The Picklebottom Estate. This is exactly why I left home. I would love to do this. You, uh, uh, horned, wolf-eared, uh, person over here. Uh, perhaps, perhaps you'd like to join a team with me. Uh, I'm, so, wrestling, well, I mean, I've, I've never done it before, but, uh, I... Suppose I did make a promise with uh, Chica to become stronger, and a tournament sounds like a good opportunity. Uh, Vance kind of, as you walk over, Vance kind of you know pulls you into this little circle that's being made and shakes your hand again very animatedly, and he says, "Great, great, awesome! We will be very excited to have you this evening." And he hands you a flyer, gives you the the same spiel, um, and so he he looks around for a second. Um, and he says, well, we usually accept teams of three. So if you could find maybe one more person, we, of course, we can certainly make an exception. Uh, but if you can find one more person, why don't you bring them to this location at, in, in a few hours so that you can get ready and we can get you set up with our production team and we'll have you all ready for the big night. Um, all you need to bring is a uh, yourself, your spirit, and a a nice alias or costume. Uh, you may have them ready to go. You may take the day to think about them. Uh, I know it's pretty early, so you have some time to prepare. Right you are, sir. Right you are. I'll be doing all of these things. Great. I can't wait to see you, and very excited to... To have you at our next multiversal tournament of champions. And he turns on his heel and he walks out. Uh, there's flyers uh, kind of spraying behind him from this briefcase. <laughs> I say, my friend, wasn't that exciting? Goodness gracious. What kind of ruthless aggression we can find. Sorry, allow me to reintroduce myself. Grantham Picklebottom Jr. And I genuflect, bring my leg forward, I bow my head, and I'm practically scraping the floor with my hand. <laughs> oh, um, Rain. Rain Overby. Uh, 
she attempts it and you, she probably bunks you with her horns. <laughs> <laughs> I say. Well, those horns are quite something, aren't they? Did you say Rain Bevelby? Ilvelby. <laughs> Ilvelby. I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly old. And I can't hear terribly well. So as this is going on, I'm curious, where is Camilla at this point? She's outside. You'll see her when you leave the guild hall. Great. So as Vance mentioned, you have the rest of the day. Um, as part of this, um, you know, as part of this endeavor, uh, a big part of a big part of this tournament will be costuming and coming up with an alias. So uh, you two have the day to explore Nikamui and see, um, you know, if there's anything that you would like to get up to uh, as you are costuming. I um, mean, there's there's something. Uh, Rain can probably smell what Camilla is doing outside. <laughs> so she might mm-hmm. grab a flyer <laughs> and go outside the guild hall and, like, try to recruit her. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you follow Vance outside, uh, Camilla... You are outside the guild hall. What are you up to? I'm standing with a tented cap on my head and a striped outfit. Picture a hot dog vendor because that's what I'm doing. I've got a stand. It's got wheels. It's got steam. It's got buns. It's got hot dogs. Great. So you are you are out here selling selling hot dogs, making a... A yummy meal, and uh, you notice as uh, you notice the silver-suited man walk outside of uh, of the guild hall, and he sniffs the air and walks over, um, and he puts down a couple of couple of silver on the on the hot dog cart, um, and he says, uh, "Yes, I'll take one of these." Um, and as he does that, a he hands you a flyer as well, and he says, uh, Vance Manheim, very nice to meet you. Um, you know, we we are hosting a uh, multiversal tournament of champions this evening at the Eastinghouse Forum, and you look like somebody who is interested in concessions, and concessions <laughs> means stadium, and stadium means tournament of champions. Oh, the bigger the crowd, the more hot dogs I sell. Uh, precisely. Wonderful. Um, and he, he gets in close and he says, and he says, actually, um, do you have any experience with, with wrestling? Uh, we are looking for a third member of, of a team. And I just talked to a couple of people inside. I'm sure that you, since you hang around here, you probably know them. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, usually we do teams of three. That's kind of how we do things. Uh, you know, all the rigmarole and that and it would be it would be great if if we could get you uh if we could get you signed on for for this evening as a uh as a teammate um and you can see that that vance is kind of like <laughs> uh you can see when he when he goes into the spiel he quiets down from his usual uh very loud charismatic voice and he you can tell that he looks a little flustered uh since rain was on her way though she would like pop out from behind him and be like, you could use it as an opportunity to um, advertise your hot dogs or flying pans or extermination services. <laughs> I, I do not know what these other services are that you're mentioning, <laughs> but a hot dog stand would naturally fit into a wrestling competition. A perfect place to advertise. I mean, 
great. Um, and so Vance, uh, you know, Vance kind of looks at, at Rain, who walks out and he's, ah, yes. So, oh, so you do know each other. Oh, this is perfect. Even better. Uh, wonderful. So the chemistry will already be there for the evening. Uh, great. Well, I expect to see you at the Easinghouse Forum. Uh, come to this door and this address. And he, he writes it on the back of one of your flyers. Um, be here by 6 p.m. this evening so we can get you set up and ready to go with our production team. Um, and for reference, it is about hmm, 10 in the morning. So you certainly have time to uh, to go into town and and explore, uh, you know, get any supplies that you may need. Or if there's anything else uh, that you would like to do, uh, this would be a great time to do so. Uh, Grantham is his uh, an an old an old chap. He's followed behind, but he's a little bit late. He's missed the conversation. He comes around the corner saying, "I say, whip <gasps> hot dogs," and he <laughs> goes straight up to Camilla. Like, right, I want at least three. That will be three gold or thirty silver. And I th- I give her the three gold, and I just like I don't know what to do with them. I've I've only got two hands. I'm like trying to cradle one in the elbow. Oh, here I will help you, and I give you a pyramid hot dog. Oh, the fourth one's on the house. Oh, my word. This is fabulous. It's very good. Oh, hello there, Rain. Oh, are we a team? Are we a team? Have we got a team? It seems that way. We should probably brainstorm costumes or maybe a theme or I've never wrestled much. The last time I wrestled, uh, I kind of got my butt kicked. Uh. (laughs) Well, let's uh, see what is available at the costume store because it all depends on what there is. So let's say walk along, and, and as I push the cart, it rolls, and we can stroll down the street, making money as we walk to the costume store. Sounds exactly. Perfect. So as we, as we kind of walk down the street, um, you know, uh, Camilla, how far would you say the costume store is from the guild? Rolls a dice. <laughs> seven. So we are seven. Minutes. Seven minute walk. <laughs> so um, I will also roll a dice here uh so as you walk it's it's a pretty bustling day um you know nikamui is definitely can be a busy city and it's certainly um there's certainly a good amount of people so on the way you end up making hmm, a good haul of 70 70 silver seven hot dogs one per minute um and so you make it to the the costume store uh, this is, uh, you know, in a normal-looking storefront. Uh, it says sales costumes on the front. Um, and inside is a very large, it almost looks like a, a dry cleaners, if you can imagine that. Just racks on racks and racks of different, uh, different costume things, um, you know, different, uh, different items. Uh, from all different time periods and you know you can find anything from from an evening gown to uh weirdly a a lumberjack's outfit um and so there's all sorts of all sorts of different costumes uh i go straight up to the evening dresses going oh well (laughs) goodness i must say this material is fabulous but maybe also easy to pull in a wrestling match (laughs) that's a very good point i didn't think about that so the evening dresses are out. Oh, let's have a look here. Oh. I, <laughs> well, I tell you what, maybe they do an alteration service. Maybe whatever we make, we can customize with a little bit of zing from this little <laughs> evening dress. 
get a few sequins in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you notice a um, a large round man uh, kind of walks up to you and he says, "Alteration service, yeah, we got it. I'm sales, sales costumes, and we we can do whatever you want. We have an alteration service in the back. We got the we got a custom in house tailor. Uh, we can certainly you know we can whip something up. What are you looking for, my friends? A custom custom tailor. <laughs> they have a custom <laughs> custom tailor." Of course we do. This is Nikamui, the land of opportunity. Of course we got a custom costume tailor. This is exactly why I left the house. Uh, and I go straight over to the sportswear, see if there's anything athletic. Oh, so Sal points you in a direction and you notice um, you see several aisles of sportswear. Um, so you you see kind of your your normal or yeah, your normal kind of workout gear, if you will. So different uh different shirts and and shorts and and longer pants in in different colors uh you see some more niche outfits so you see like uh one of those greco-roman wrestling leotards with the um the headpiece to it you see some uh some bathing suits you see some uh some more performance gear um you even actually with this in the back you see um as part of a wall of accessories you see like a a parachute just a straight up parachute <laughs> grantham is is leafing through them be like oh the singlet looks nicer very good oh wait what am i thinking we're fire breathing kittens there's got to be a kitten costume somewhere maybe a, a dragon costume or a kitten dragon costume or a dragon kitten costume sal anything by way of dragons or kittens yeah. A dritten costume. We a got the, costume. we got plenty of those. Uh we actually we have a uh a, a section here for for fire breathing kittens, you know. Uh, a lot of y'all come come here for for your various adventures. Uh there's you know, we we have a kind of a, a bargain bin, but all of this stuff uh it has it has the logo on it if you would like that. Um and so he points you to a uh a section and all of these um, as you start rifling through these, uh, you notice they all have the Fire Breathing Kittens logo. Um, and they are like a, a felt piece that's that's stitched on. Um, and some of these are embroidered in different places. Um, and Sal, you know, walks over and he says, well, yeah, well, we can uh, we can put any of these insignias anywhere you want them. Uh, these are the floor models, but we can certainly whip something up pretty quick today. I, uh, Grantham turns around and looks over to, to, uh, to Rain and to, uh, Camilla. It's like, oh, I, I'm getting choice paralysis. Uh, give me, give me some input here. To, to give me some guidance. I don't know what to do. I'm so excited. Well, I guess we need something for our face. Like a headpiece or something. And something easy to move in where you can still beat people up. And then whatever else flashy thing. Like a cape. I guess. <laughs> a cape? My lord! Oh, goodness! I could die! You see <laughs> you see Sal thinking for a second, a uh, hand on his chin, and he, he lights up and he said, uh, A cape? A headpiece? Oh, I see what's going on. Are you guys, uh, are you guys a part of this uh, multiversal tournament of champions that's coming through here? Uh, it seems... We've just been signed up, yeah. We're going to be a three-people wrestling team from, I, su I suppose. 
You know, it's good that you say that, because we actually just had a bunch of people come through here. Uh, they were looking for costumes, so, you know, I think I can do something for, for our little hometown heroes. Uh, here's what I ask of you, though. If I put a little, uh... Put a little advertisement on there somewhere, just advertising sales costumes. I'll give you a little bit, uh, a little bit extra. Uh, would that be something that you're interested in? Do it. Fantastic. Put it right on the backside. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'd love to <laughs> I see that. Camilla to jump at that. <laughs> um, and so Sal thanks and he says, well, hmm, how about uh, 150 gold for uh, one, for one sec, Sal. Uh, 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 my, my friend here is being a little quiet. I want to check in with her. Camilla, what are you thinking? So, secretly, Camilla has way more money than she could ever do anything with. She's got a goose that lays golden eggs, some of the time at least. And uh, so, like, she's... You know when you find that something that brought you joy doesn't bring you joy anymore? So when someone says 150 gold, and she, like, made that in the past uh, day of hot dog sales and like her goose already has like a grand for her if she goes back and checks on it and she's she just like looks at you and she's like Jess I would like 850 gold and she just <laughs> sounds sad <laughs> like instead of happy oh oh hey, we need money right yes it, 150 gold to pay for these costumes I'm I'm I tell you I've 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 plenty I also I, I come from I, I don't know if you know this but uh, I, I come from wealth. Uh, I, uh, and I reach into my pouch and I, I look through. I say, like, oh, I think I've got maybe a, about 85 pieces on me. I mean, Wait, is you he know. paying us 150 gold to sponsor us because we're going to be wearing an ad for his store? Yes. Oh, that's right. Are we paying? Yeah. Oh, we're no. getting paid for the sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the cost of the costumes. Oh, well. <laughs> In which case, Grantham's like, oh, yes, added to the pile. What the hey? <laughs> Yeah, so like, oh, we're making 150 gold, and I like, I look like, like, ah, oh, it's just more money, you know. But w that's weird for me. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, it sounds like in universe Grantham's saying that he just met everyone, so maybe you don't recognize that. You're just, yeah, you don't know what I used to be like. Mm. Okay, so, uh, sure, I will, uh, I will accept money for you to put your, this Sal's, costume costume, <laughs> advertisement on me. And I've got a pretty standard hot dog selling vendor striped shirt on, so but I'll accept you you do custom alterations, right? Of course we do. Uh we can you know, uh what what time are you looking to have these by? Uh, two hours? Two hours. Oh yeah, we could do two hours. Um so why don't you go ahead? You know what? I got something nice for you. I'll I'll have something for you within two hours. Actually, you know what? Even better. Um, I'm gonna make sure that these are set up. These are these are sent over to the Eastinghouse Forum, so that you don't even have to come back. You could spend the rest of the day doing whatever you need to do. Uh, you know, training, uh, stretching, whatever you guys, whatever you fellas do. Um, and and then you'll show up, and I'll make sure that the uh, the team. That the the forum, the team, whoever is in charge, uh, that they have the costumes and they get them to you. Okay, and I give you a second hot dog vendor uniform because you got to have a second work <laughs> outfit, and that was in the cart. Of course, for you to alter. <laughs> All right, I'll put this one. I'll, I'll take care of this one too. And I want to hear what you guys ended up with. What were the costumes that Rain and Grantham went with in the end that are getting altered to have Sal's custom costumes on the back? 
on the butt, actually, according to Grantham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where people are looking. That's where the ad should be. <laughs> True. That, exactly. That's, let's, let's be honest. When, when people are wearing tight clothing, no one went to the ballet and didn't look below the waist. You know what I mean? Oh my um, <laughs> so what's the costume that you guys are? Well, my, my, I, the costume I'm going to go for, I'm going to get one of those wrestling singlets. Uh, I'm going to get one of, the, one of those strappy college ones, you know, the ones, the ones for the, the sort of NCAA uh, championships. Um, <laughs> and uh, going to have a, a headgear, looks a little bit like headphones, but it's kind of s- straps under the chin and covers the ears so they don't get cauliflowered. And uh, I'd, I'd like to remind you that I'm an old man, five foot seven, <laughs> 72 years old. I'm struggling into, you know, I'm not getting, putting it on yet, but it's, it's basically a, an old fashioned wrestling singlet with uh, knee pads, uh, long boots, and uh, yes, a- along the back, it's it's an advertisement for Sal's, and then again <laughs> along the shoulders, and then again along the solar plexus, and then down each leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strangely enough, Rain only picks out um, a headpiece with like two holes on the top, and like a shortish cape, but that's like still. A lot too big for her. Like both items just seem too big for her. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> her current form. Whatever shall that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Camilla, you said you're uh, you're giving Sal the work outfit. Yep, outfit number two. Great. Uh, so Sal um, takes these three and he puts them on a counter and he says, "All right." I will take care of these, um, and I will send these over to the forum, and I will make sure that uh, that all is taken care of. Uh, the bill invoice will be with that. Uh, you have 30 days to pay, as is per usual, uh, because, because, of course, that's how businesses work. You don't pay at point of sale. You pay 30, up to 30 days after transaction. Um, but I know you fire-breathing kittens. You all are pretty good people, uh, so... I'm not too worried. Uh, hey, I thought this was a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, take it out of our cut. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out. I, I got to see how much time, man, I was, you know, the, the deal. I'll, I'll calculate and we'll, we'll make it work. Mm, economics. <laughs> and Dependent so, upon the quality of advertising given. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Sal uh, kind of walks uh, back into a back room. Um, with the clothes and yes so the rest of the day is probably pretty quiet um, unless there's anything that you guys would like to take care of before heading to the Eastinghouse Forum which is a very large stadium uh, right in the middle of Nikamui Um, it is branded all over with the uh, primarily the Eastinghouse company logo which is a uh, prominent technological invention company uh they like to have their names on things um and so it's big building uh you can't can't really miss it but if there's anything that you would like to take care of between uh between now and going to the stadium now would be a good time to do so um do any of you have martial arts experience (laughs) of course not i am a hot dog vendor and I've I've seen plenty of martial arts: boxing, wrestling, mixed martial arts, kung fu, karate, jujitsu, judo, capoeira. Never actually tried it myself, though. I was pondering 
maybe we should train a bit. I'd have someone in mind who might be able to tutor us, but we'll have to look for something to give him in return. Oh, let's do that. Does he like? He sounds like a, a guy. You said him in return. Does he like hot dogs? Probably not. <laughs> oh, I have a vegetarian hot dogs too. Depends on what kind of vegetarian. <laughs> okay, does he like a bloodwurst? Probably. <laughs> you guys both talked at the same time and I missed it. But um, there is literally a thing called a blood sausage that is, if you're interested. Yeah, bloodwurst. It's not. Mm, <laughs> it's special. <laughs> there's like, um, I'm not sure if it's German or Austrian, but there's like a dish that's literally just like a plate of blood with very um, not usual meat parts in it and it's just like why does this exist <laughs> for the vampire friend that you need to train you in wrestling oh he's a vampire i just put that together i'm so <laughs> sorry was, i'm new to this that was out of out of character yeah i know uh, i know that she's talking about cameron right <laughs> yeah i mean he's like two thousand three thousand something old no idea he probably knows some stuff but he will not do it for free <laughs> So I guess well, we should look for magic plants or something. <laughs> well, I, I, frankly, like, I, I'm old enough that my stuff's probably a vintage. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we cut a little deal. Give us a little bit of an inside track. I donate a pint or two. <laughs> I'm sure that won't affect how I play, the, how I wrestle. <laughs> He'd probably like that, but <laughs> he's trying to, like, not. <laughs> oh, he's trying to reform. Uh, he's trying to create blood vegetables. <laughs> oh, excellent. I loved it. Well, I've got a great big estate that I can grow things with. Maybe there's a business opportunity here. We could definitely bring something to this Cameron character in return for a little bit of martial arts training. He, he probably does not have a lot of land, so that's probably a good thing to barter with. <laughs> Absolutely, a, a trade deal. It's the pickle-bottom way. <laughs> land. Is land the thing that you... This is the ultimate goal of having money? Yes. It's not about how much you spend, it's about how much you save. Or rather, no, I've got that wrong. It's not about how much you earn, it's about how much you invest. So once you have oh. money, the trick is to invest that money, and then your money makes money, and the world is entirely yours. Again, pick a bottom and uh, entirely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so where do we think we would be able to find Cameron at this at this time of day? Uh, outskirts of the of of Nikimui, probably because Rain brought home. Like home, she doesn't. She sleeps outside. Um, Rain brought back a histrocid, uh in bloodletting it go, <laughs> and she needs help to feed it because it needs like ten liters of blood a day. <laughs> so gallons. they're kind of like um, <laughs> the GM oh, for gallons. that episode said gallons. You can keep your histrocid if you can provide it with ten gallons of blood a day. <laughs> Just tell me the source. <laughs> Um, so apart from <laughs> convenient bandits uh, and poachers <laughs> and whatever else, um, they buy horse blood and Cameron 
um, tries to see which kind of like his, because he's like an alchemist and a horticulturist. He tries to see which kind of vegetables the thing will eat, <laughs> because that's like a big thing is like the taste. I see. So we, um, I am just going to time skip this if that is okay with the group. Totally. I just wanted to be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So we, uh, so the group heads to the outskirts. Uh, They're able to meet with, with Cameron uh, and they are able to uh, get some, you know, uh, get a trade deal, get something going Um, in, in return. There is some, um, you know, there is some training that happens, uh, of course. um, And the, uh, minor hike from uh from basically the center of the city all the way to the outskirts and then back again to the forum uh that certainly gets the blood flowing so um as you as you all walk up to the the forum um you know certainly later in the day um already you can see that there's a pretty big hubbub around there there's all sorts of vendors outside uh selling different shirts and um, Grantham, you definitely notice since you are a, a fan of the multiversal tournament of champions, um, you definitely notice some, uh, some, you know, wrestling names. Um, so you see, you know, uh, you see one, one little cart here out in, um, out in a, the square in front of the, in front of the building. Uh, you see one that's, uh, almost made like a cemetery. So there's a couple of little, you know, gravestones out there and the, they're selling, uh, they're selling merchandise for, uh, for Gravedigger, which is a, a, one of the popular champions here. Uh, you see, you see one, um, where it looks like there's just a guy standing, uh, standing in the middle of the square, just with nothing around. But all of a sudden he, uh, he pulls out a shirt and hands it to a customer, um, you see, you see one that almost looks like a small mountain uh, with a snow-capped tip, and you see a guy wearing a uh, like a big parka who's selling a uh, a pair of furry earmuffs. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I'm a bit lost. We got grave guy. We got parka guy. We've got. Are these all guys? What's going on? Uh, yeah, these are all. These are all okay. vendors. Yes, parka guy. Okay, how many vendors are there? Um. You see, you see about eight or nine. Okay. So that was Grave Guy, Parker Guy. Did I miss any? I'm not as fast at writing as I am at listening. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just notice or noting some of the, some of the popular ones. There are, it, it looks like, you know, out of all of these vendors, they fall into one of mm, eight or nine different camps. Uh, they're all very over the top, I guess is the word. Uh, I lay eyes on the uh, the cemetery uh, f- uh, facade, and I go over to the cart. I, oh, guys, guys, look! This is for the grave digger. He's one of my favorites. Oh, he's very good. Oh, such a showman! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see a shopkeep who is um, dressed up in almost what looks like uh, zombie makeup. So he has a very pale, uh, full face of makeup done. Um, you know, he's standing in this kind of small corrugated metal hut, um, and there's all sorts of merchandise. So there's t-shirts, there's, uh, there's sweatshirts, there's shorts, there's coffee mugs, there's little buttons, 
um, all sorts of cool little interesting trinkets. Um, and just from, you know, taking a look around as you're kind of walking through this square to the, um, to the specific location that, uh, that Vance wrote down on the flyer, uh, you can see that a lot of these vendors are selling similar, similar items. Um, and yes, and you are kind of able to tell that this is probably the competition or advertising for the competition. Mm. Uh, I go over to the vendor straight away. I'm like, I want one of those buttons. Give me a button. Uh, you see, he looks at you and just in a very monotonous voice, he says, that will be 10 gold, please. 10 gold? That's a... Fine. And I throw 10 gold at his face and I take the button. <clears throat> he he turns around and he, he gives you a nice button. Um, and, um, you know, it's about the size of your palm. Um, and it has a picture of of the grave digger who looks very similar to the man, um, you know, big, it's, it's kind of like a portrait from the shoulders up. So very thick neck, big head, um, clad all in kind of white makeup. Uh, you can see sunken eyes and they have uh, red pupils. And then over the top in, uh, in kind of gaudy, you know, kind of green oozy lettering, uh, you see grave digger, spelled across the top of the button i i look at the this dish size button and i'm looking at it thinking like where, where am i gonna pin this i start like trying to find areas on my shoulders or my or my arms and eventually i just i settle upon just like the tummy i, I just pin it right to the tummy <laughs> like a sort of teletubby amazing um so as you guys are taking a look at the at the shops you see somebody in a uh just kind of a normal you know a t-shirt and uh and pants um but rain i need you to give me a skill check um to recognize the logo on this person's shirt because it is very familiar to you do <clears throat> sorry do i um draw new cards or do i just take the draw that's already there uh use the you can do either uh that's a jack and a joker. <laughs> okay, so that is going to be that's going to be an eleven. Um, but since this is familiar, uh, you you recognize this logo. It looks very similar to the logo of the Consent Creamery, which is oh, interesting <laughs> because that's not something you'd expect to see here. Um, but the person. Um, kind of looks around and spots the three of you and kind of waves waves themselves over um and they say ah are you the uh are you the team from fire breathing kittens that's going to be participating in this evening's tournament um do i recognize the person too or just the logo no just the logo uh who wants to know <laughs> um i'm i'm the executive producer of uh of this evening's festivities and i would love to show you to your dressing room so that you are able to get ready and i can give you a rundown of what the evening is going to look like uh, of course yeah thank you uh, just a quick question is this event sponsored by consent creamery um you see the person kind of cock their head consent creamery i don't think i've heard of that one is that a is that a common uh you know a common sponsor around these parts and they're saying that while wearing a t-shirt that says Consent Creamery on it? 
Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say consent creamery, but the logo looks very similar. Oh, oh, maybe they rebranded or they're sneaking in or something. <laughs> the producer uh, just kind of shrugs and says, "Well, if you'll if you'll follow me, I can show you to your dressing rooms and I can take you through what the uh, what the evening's going to look like." And they. Uh, they motion for you all to follow and start uh, start walking around the back of the stadium. Grantham looks looks over to Camilla and to to Rain and kind of shrugs and kind of waits for them to respond. I finish selling a hot dog and then I follow. <clears throat> oh, Grantham, by the way, is is still working on his hot dogs. He's he's about halfway through the third one, just like <laughs> slowly eating them over the afternoon. Oh yeah, I mean a pyramid of hot dogs is quite quite the feat. Certainly. Yeah. So the producer, um, as you guys start to follow, the producer uh, starts taking you through the evening. So they say, so there's uh, there's going to be multiple rings set up, but this one, uh, your fight is going to be the exhibition match. Uh, so once all of the kind of beginning fights are over, um, we're going to call you up and you are going to have an opportunity. One by one, we'll call you up and you'll have an opportunity to present yourselves, uh, gain the crowd's favor. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Maybe you want to do a display of power or some cool magic. Uh, you could do a speech. You could start some drama with uh, between yourself, between any of the other, uh, you know, call out the audience, any of the other fighters maybe. Um, everything is available to you to, you know, to get that crowd because that's what that's what we're going for here is, uh, is crowd favor. You know, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, this is, you know, physical, but, at the end of the day, we're, we want to put on a show. We want to make people happy, and that's what we are. Uh, that's what we're aiming for this evening. Um, so after you make your introduction, uh, we will uh, we will call up a a roster of of our champions, our in house champions, to um, uh, to perform the exhibition with you. Um, and once that is all set. Uh, you'll have some time to kind of banter back and forth. Um, and as the producer is explaining this, uh, you guys are walking through the building, kind of through some back hallways. Um, and so there are some doors. Um, and you know what? Um, I would like all of you to do one more skill check just to see what you see. So this means we draw two cards. Sorry, this is different than the Lucas base game. So we draw two cards and we just tell you what two cards we drew? Uh, yes. Okay, I drew a king and a jack. Okay, so that is a, that's a twenty. That's one away from a uh, from a critical success. <clears throat> so that's good to know. I got a king and a six. Okay, so that's going to be a sixteen. Also very good. Uh, I got an eight and an ace. Okay, and that's so all of you got did very well. You're very perceptive, um, and maybe it's because of Rain's kind of hesitation when when looking at this person. But you guys are on, you guys are on on watch and you notice um so in the back there's a there's a back way to a section of vip suites that are so vip that are they are you know a separate entrance from the whole from the whole rest of the the people so this is the you know the cream of the crop and you notice uh two names three names that stick out to you um so you notice uh, on a on a piece of paper um, under this this VIP list, you notice one uh, E Diabolo. You notice oh, one no. R Joiner, 
and you notice one um, M Picklebottom. <gasps> and so on the sign, wait, you wait, see wait, a... Wait, wait, E Diablo... I gotta write this down. Uh, M Join... Joiner? R, R Joiner. R, wait, R... Oh, wait, how's that spelled? Uh, J-O-Y-N-E-R. Okay, and I heard a gasp at the other one? What's that? Uh, M Picklebottom. M Pickle... Bottom. Got it. Uh, Grantham uh, sees the the name Picklebottom, and yeah, he gasps and walks over to it, and he just stares at the name for a bit, like, "Oh, what? You what? What? Huh?" The producer notices this and kind of turns around and says, "Well, your your dressing room's right here, but is is there something wrong?" Uh, 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 no. All, all, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, what are the chances, really? But there are plenty of pickle bottoms. Well, there are plenty of pickle bottoms. Who's to say that my sister is here? Let's hope. Let's 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 go to our dressing room. What do you say, folks? <laughs> uh, the producer uh, just kind of looks at you and again kind of shrugs and is just like, "Well, yes. Uh, the you know the the pickle bottoms are." Picklebottom Shipping Company is actually one of the main sponsors of tonight's event. They are? <clears throat> what? I I didn't even know that. Oh, God. My father's estate. Really? I mean, I just I, I just find it hard to keep track of sometimes. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't mean to go into my own little monologue here. I just, uh, I'm I'm flummoxed and bamboozled. The um the producer kind of looks at a, uh, a watch that they have and they said, well, you do have a second. Uh, you you may have a couple minutes to to look around uh, once you once you get set up. Um, you know it is six p.m. We wanted you here a couple hours before the before your fight, so you have a couple hours if you do want to look around. Um, you know, technically, as uh, as performers, you are able to to get up there uh, if you would like. As you know, the the VIPs especially they they love when when our performers. Uh, you know, mingle with them uh, in between their fights. And so we, we tend to let them up there. Uh, so if you would like to do so, the staircase is right here. Um, so you are saying that these names on these doors, they maybe perhaps they want to get beat up by us on stage? Well, not just necessarily beat up on stage, just, just but they're... Can we beat them a little bit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have recognized one of the names on the door and I'm just like, we can bunch them maybe but they may not hold they like that up on stage is that their vip treatment <laughs> well they they are here in the suite but you know some of our perfor- or some of our some of our guests are maybe a little eccentric uh they they may you know if if they do want to do like a demonstration it's not it's happened before <laughs> oh man uh there's an evil glint in her eye like <laughs> mm, that wouldn't be half bad all right <laughs> So the okay. uh, <laughs> well, so the, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, GM, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the producer kind of funnels you into the to the room, and in this room, it's decently sized. Uh, so you know, each of you have have a vanity um, with uh, with your names on top, um, and on each of these these little counters, uh, you see the uh, you see the costumes from sal's um and each of them has a little note uh good luck with a with a thumbs up uh signed sal 
I take my card and I, I, I excitedly point it to the other ones, not knowing they've got the, the exact same card. I, I show it to them like, look, look at that. Isn't that nice? I like Sal. He's a good egg. Rain also gets excited about a turnout and this I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what is my life as I hold up this hot dog costume with a big Sal's across the butt? And I'm like, yep. Jess. <laughs> 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 I, 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 Grantham doesn't hesitate for a second. He starts climbing into his singlet, pulling the straps on over his arms and up and upon his shoulders and back again with the other arm. And it's all very, it's all a bit snug. And he's, he's quite a, he's, he's a very, again, he's a very old man. <laughs> Thank you for having us imagine what that looked like. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So he's, he's got his cane, he's got his boots on, his, his, his knee pads. And he's uh, just uh, looking in the mirror, just sort of pinching the cheeks, trying to get a get a, get a little bit of colour in there. Uh, he's got, puts, he struggles to put his glasses on with the head with the headpiece as well, but he kind of <laughs> fiddles with it, trying to get the arms of the glasses into the earpieces, and eventually kind of gives up and sort of puts the glasses down on the on the on the vanity, and he uh, just starts blinking into the into the mirror, trying to trying to get clarity. <laughs> <laughs> So as as the three of you kind of get ready and and get your costumes on, uh, you know, uh, kind of, and and as you do so, you can tell these are these are well tailored. Um, Sal Sal took good care of you, um, and so there is also um, in in the room there is a there is a clock with a a large countdown in addition to the clock, uh, which is counting down until call time, and you notice that you have about. Once you guys are all set and ready, you have about an hour to uh, to look around. Uh, but we will get to that in the next part. And we will get to that in the next part. So, uh, how do I end this? Ah, uh, yes. Joining us for part worm. Part, golly. Joining part us. Worm. <laughs> joining us for part one were Rain. Oh, woo. <laughs> Grantham. See you in a minute. And Camilla. Bye. And before we go on our break, here's a review that we had on iTunes. I absolutely love this podcast. It's for both TTRPG fans and those who've never played before because honestly, it's just excellent storytelling. Lots of fun and hijinks and humor as well as drama. Different stories and games as well. Something for everyone. Thanks very much, Ice Rice Helen. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on the air as well. Bye. 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 Today's mid-episode shout-out is from Joseph George 5701 who says, quote, Shout-out to Dion. I might be pronouncing that right. It's D-E-I-O-N, Dion. African Violet, I see you in the wind. Subtle, beautiful, the sun captures you from bloom to stem. End quote. That was very nice. Aw. You can arrange for us to read your shout-out at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com. We also have books for you to read on Amazon and audiobooks for you to listen to on Audible. Just search Firebreathing Kittens, that part is all one word, space podcast. And lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way people can learn about us is if they're told about us by a friend or an enemy who doesn't like three hours of their time. I don't know. Anyway, so for a variety of different motivational reasons, apparently, tell people about us. Thanks. <laughs>
And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. (laughs) All right. Welcome back to part two of the episode. Um, So we've all rolled some dice. um, And let's share our numbers so we can see who recaps the first part. A d20? Yeah. All right. Seven. Five. Nineteen. The number was 14. And so if my math is correct... Grantham, that is going to be you. Okay, so uh, we began our adventure at the gil- at the guild hall of the fire-breathing kittens, where uh, Grantham and Rain were just idly looking through the notice board, looking at the flyers, and all of a sudden, out from nowhere, Vance Mannheim, executive producer and and showman of the of the int oh. Fiddlesticks. The multiversal tournament of champions uh, came forward and offered a, a place for a new team from the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. Uh, Rain and Grantham quickly became fast friends, went outside and spotted that Camilla was selling hot dogs outside and talking to Vance Mannheim herself. We then formed a triumvirate of excellent wrestlers, surely soon to be. We went on over to Sal's custom costumes and got our fabulous outfits, went over to the forum, and after Grantham bought a, a, a several hot dogs and other things, um, they then went into the stadium and over to their dressing room, into their costumes, via the VIP room, with a few familiar names on the doors. Quite upsetting for certain characters to see on the VIP list, not only E. Diablo, R. Joiner, but also M. Picklebottom. We were just getting ready for our for our first ent- our first moment in the tournament when uh, we took our break. So that's where we take off now. Perfect, and that's exactly where you find yourselves in the dressing room. Uh, the the clock that gives a countdown to call time gives you about a little over an hour, so you have that time to explore. Uh, because of the very high skill checks that you made at the end of the last part. Not only do you know, uh, did you see those three names, but you also noticed a map to get to those specific suites uh, once you, if you decide to climb the stairs. So you, uh, you are able to find those without spending all that much time. So we're well, in our th- dressing rooms? Yes, you are in your dressing room. Okay. I look around for free stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, this is certainly uh, the Easinghouse company. They certainly spared no expense within that dressing room. There's all sorts of, uh, you know, it's just the three of you, uh, but there are their food tables. Uh, you see some some various merchandise that's just uh, that's just around. Um, you know, you see you see some kind of generic tournament of champions gear. Um, all sorts of good stuff. And it seems, it seems that it's all nicely, at least the merchandise is all nicely packaged for you to, uh, to take back once, uh, once your evening is complete. It looks almost like a, like a goodie bag, like a thank you. Nice. Um, considering E Diablo is in the stadium, uh, I guess Rain would put on her wrestling stuff also, aka, um, is there like a rack of clothes kind of like where she could just go behind? <laughs> yeah, there there are certainly areas to to dress. She would go into one of those, <laughs> uh, 
and come out as like a seven feet six werewolf, <gasps> like a bipedal <laughs> werewolf or like a chatloup. So her face is more like, her face looks a bit more cat than wolf and um, her horns are also still there. <laughs> and her kind of coloring is the same as her hair, which is kind of like a darker gray that gets like lighter at the end of the strands. <laughs> And she has this like this headpiece um, from before. The holes are kind of where her, like her wolf ears go through <laughs> at the top of the headpiece, and she just has like this cape kind of like around her shoulders and neck, because <laughs> everything else is fur anyway. Would the wolf like a dog? And I reach out into the hallway because my cart didn't fit into the dressing room, and I get a hot dog for you. <laughs> I turn around, having finished my final and fourth hot dog with my mouth full, and I, hmm, what do you mean? And then I see the seven-foot-six werewolf that's just uh, appeared in the room scream out of my mind and spit the last of the of the, of the the hot dog, like, on the mirror. Like, good golly, rain! Uh, it's okay. It's it's just, like, her voice is deeper, but I'm not going to talk in a deep voice the whole time. Sure. Just when it's, like, important. Um... <clears throat> It's it's fine. It's just me. Don't don't worry oh. about it. <laughs> I'm an old man. You can't frighten me like that. You will put me into an early grave. <laughs> <laughs> Little old me could never. <laughs> Little old. And you are seven feet tall. <laughs> Grantham steps forward and, and the ceiling. <laughs> Grantham steps forward and and gingerly puts her hand out. Like, can I? Can, can I? Feel you, and then sort of like <laughs> b- b- me, le- b- bringing a hand forth to like your your upper arm, just to sort of looking as if I want to stroke the fur of a, a cat or a dog, but it's you. Uh, is it, she is probably okay? like she probably like squat down so you can like kind of reach her head. <laughs> wow! In which case, Grantham's like sort of strokes the back of your head and like around your ear, like as if you're like a German shepherd, and like. <laughs> I don't she, know. This feels weird. This feels exactly strange. like a German no. shepherd. Oh wow! Okay, like so, uh, you, you're like the you hear the thumping of like the tail on the floor behind her. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, who's a who's a good girl? Are you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm not respecting your autonomy. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's just unusual for me. This is new for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's sometimes I am really glad that our pets are not brighter. <laughs> <laughs> So She's as you guys, like, I'm a sorry. good girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So as you are uh, discussing and taking a look at Rain's kind of new form, uh, you hear you hear a knock on the dressing room door. Maybe I shouldn't open, considering <laughs> your reactions. <laughs> I've got to check on my hot dog stand. I open it up, and I'm like <laughs> making sure they're not making sure the knock isn't them like wheeling away my stand and as the stand pivots it knocks into the door so i'm concerned it <laughs> is open. it is not but when you realize who is standing in front of the door you almost wish it was uh standing in front of you is none other than ramsey's joiner uh he is standing there in a very a custom made uh what looks to be like a tuxedo or a very nice suit um and he my kind of hand causes... closes the door before my brain thinks about it. <laughs> um, as as you go to close the door, he um, he grabs the handle and he says, 
well, I, I apologize for the, for barging in, but it would only take a second of your time. Miss, uh, he looks at you. You look familiar, but must would be something. Would you like Rain to come? Would you like Rain to come forward? Kind of like you know, the heavy steps, and I just like look over your shoulder. <laughs> my face is kind of blank, and my hand is still trying to close that door. <laughs> um, uh, Grantham steps forward as well in his singlet, and his hands on his his fists on his hips, <clears throat> and his legs apart, and he's still wearing he's wearing the the gravedigger badge on his on his stomach, <laughs> and so sort of stands next to Ra- next to Rain as if he's as, as intimidating. So Ramsey's, um, he, he looks and he says, well, okay, I, I understand that you may want to prepare yourself for the evening, but I had a proposition. If you're interested in looking to make a, a little extra money. I'm now amused that he doesn't recognize me. Oh, Jess, I could always use more money. Well, glad you think like I do. You see, I've been, I've been taking bets over the evening. And it seems that you three, as hometown heroes, as it were, were certainly the crowd favorites. And so I am, I am in a pretty good position when it, comes to, when it comes to you winning. However, I have a proposition for you. If you throw the match, I will become a very rich man. And as such, you know, of course, this is under the tape, but the... I will make sure that you are paid much more handsomely than than the prize pool would give you, even if you won. Let's say but we had a we had a training montage. Rain is kind of like like her her furry bra is kind of like fur like <laughs> thorough, and she's kind of like I want to throw you instead of the match, but she doesn't actually like <laughs> say it loud enough. Well, yes, yes, of course. You know, of course, I, I respect the, the spirit of the sport and, and training and all that, but I also respect the spirit of money, if you will, t- to be frank. I, I won't stay long. I can see that you are still preparing and getting ready for the evening, but just know. If, if that is an option, then you will be, you will be compensated quite handsomely. Um, and Ramsey's kind of smiles and lets his hand go of the handle so the door kind of slams shut. Money is not alive unless you enchant it. So if you're doing a seance to try and reach the money spirit, I don't think you'll get anything from it. <laughs> my friends are talking about money spirits. My ex-husband <laughs> just knocked on my dressing room door and didn't notice who I was, thinking I was a hot dog vendor slash wrestler. And my other friend is petting my German shepherd sh- sh- German shepherd friend's ears. So I'm just like, what is my life? <laughs> so this dressing room door shut. <laughs> and Grantham's just adjusting his singlet. <laughs> So with that, is there any is there anything you guys would like to do before uh, before call time here? Have a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Always an option. Uh, I I think Grantham would like to is is going to pluck up courage and he's going to go and and knock on the VIP room door and, and see if he can speak to Monica. Okay, um, cool. So you kind of follow this map and you uh, you walk up the stairs to this VIP room. Um, and it's not necessarily a room, but it is a, it's a hallway with a collection of very large and opulent suites. Um, and you can see all manner of wealthy people walking, walking around. There's specific, 
you know, there's concessions and, um, and court of, sort of a main concourse. Uh, then there's, you know, two, two wings, uh, with suites. And so, you know, where you are looking for. Uh, so you go to the end of one of these, these wings. And so each of these suites is, they don't have doors. They have uh, glass that is just one single kind of pane of glass. And you see people walking in and out um, as if there was nothing there. Um, and so you get to a suite that, um, that has a very large logo of the Pickle Bottom shipping company on it. Um, and you see under that, you see a nameplate that says uh, that says M Picklebottom. I uh, walk over to the to the emblem. I sort of rest a hand on it, sort of nostalgically, and then uh, reading the name, uh, I look left and I look right, and then I knock on the door with my with my the handle of my cane. I've still got my cane on me. <laughs> uh, so as you oh, as you knock on as you knock on the window, uh, you see the face of your sister Monica Picklebottom come uh come over and you can see that she's having a you know she's having a good time uh but then she sees you and the smile kind of drops from her face and she holds the bridge of her nose and she sighs and she motions you to uh to enter uh i enter uh cane in hand slowly limping along hello monica <sighs> forgive me for what i'm about to do to your accent <laughs> I full full uh full reign to get it wrong. Don't worry. If whatever you do is true, whatever you do is true. <laughs> oh, Grantham, why are you wearing such a garish outfit? I uh Grantham looks down at his uh at his singlet. He he adjusts the the crotch a little bit just to try and like get one the legs are, <laughs> the legs are sort of uneven like one one leg is stretching down further than the other. It looks a bit wonky like I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of even it out. Uh, well, it's a, uh, it's a funny co- coincidence, really. Uh, um, <laughs> you'd Monica, find it funny. So Monica kind of looks you up and down, and she just puts her head in her hands and says, Oh, heavens, oh dear, please do not tell me that you are part of this. Well, uh, funny thing, Monica, I've, you know, I've always been a fan. And now that you've inherited the, the, the estate and everything, I, I'm sort of at a loose end. So I, I came to, to, to Nicomoy, not really expecting to, to get involved in this sort of thing, but I, I got involved in something else and that led me here. And, and really, I'm, I, I, I'm very excited to be here. Of course. It's always something. You get involved and you get involved. And now you are here wrestling with, I mean, look at them. They're brutes. You're going to get snapped like a twig. Uh, I pick up my cane and I wave it in the air and I say, there's not a muscle in the human body that can stop the heart of a pickle bottom. Oh, don't give me that. Look at you. You're, you're about to make a fool of yourself. Why can I not have one evening to myself without having to look out for you and make sure that you do not get yourself killed. The shame hits Grantham like a like a a rock to the chest, and he sinks his head. His jaw just drops, and his head follows. And he's looking down at the ground, and he's gripping his cane with sweaty palms, and he just looks up and says, "I'm sorry that I've never made you proud, Monica. I." 
I know I never did that for father either. And I just... I'm doing this for me. I don't expect you to understand, but I feel like my life's been put on hold. And I'm ready to make my own legacy. Not not living in father's anymore. And I know you've, you're embarrassed by me. You always have been, but... I'm hoping that maybe if you can get past the garish outfits, the pageantry, that at the end of today you might actually be proud of me, because I'm being me for the first time. I hope you can understand that. Monica takes a beat, um, and she just thinks for a second, and she's just like, well, I suppose it is a noble enough cause Please be safe, brother. I I know that sometimes it seems that father and myself, we're hard on you, but we're worried about you. I wrap her up in it, or Grantham wraps her in, in an enormous, slightly sweaty hug and just gives her this, the strongest squeeze my brittle bones can handle. <laughs> she's, she's caught off guard for a second, but then um, she, she returns the embrace and... Um, after a second, you um, you separate, and she kind of pats you on the shoulder, and she says, "Well, if nothing else, you will be representing the Picklebottom logo, and if nothing else, this will be a good source of entertainment and hopefully business for the company. So, thank you for that. Please stay safe and best of luck. Thank you, Monica." And, and trust me, we're going to have so many stories at the end of this. You would believe who I've met already. Oh, I've, been, I've eaten four hot dogs today, and that's just for starters, honestly. You just see, you wait. You see, um, as, as you finish, um, you see kind of just the smallest of, of smiles cracks Monica's face, and she nods um, and says, Well, you must be, must be time for you to get back and prepare. But I yes. will be watching from up here, and she kind of pans out, and you're able to take a look at the at the floor. Um, and so what you see there are there are eight small like wrestling rings um, out on the kind of main floor of the stadium, uh, spaced out in a square. And there's a there's a large what looks to be an empty space uh, in the middle. And so on these you can see spotlights, and you can see uh, you can see all sorts of uh, you know, wrestling and magic. And there's all sorts of, you know, you look at one and you see there's like a fireball flying. Um, and then you look at another one and you see that there's like a, there's what looks to be almost like a, a hand, uh, coming out from under the wrestling match and holding somebody. Well, um, actually you recognize his grave digger from, from your position, uh, takes a, you know, takes what looks like a headstone and poof, bashes it on this guy's head um, and you see all sorts of, you know, wonderful displays of magic and power. And you can hear, you can hear the roar of the crowd from behind the, um, from within the suite. Uh, my, I am a gog. I am, my eyes are wide. My smile is broad. My mouth is open. And I am like, and I just go, oh, right. And then I pick up my cane and then I, I saunter out of the, out of the room. I will see you when the lights are switched off. And I make my way back down to our dressing room. Wonderful. Um, is there anything, Camilla and Rain, is there anything that you guys would like to check out uh, while this is going on? Rain would take a dog for a dog. <laughs> She'll take you up on that offer, Camilla. <laughs> She'll have a dog for a dog. <laughs> 
Ah, I give you a big old, like a, you know how bratwursts are bigger than hot dog? Give Sometimes. you like an extra large one because you're seven feet tall. Nice. <laughs> and actually. She will pay you for it. <laughs> <laughs> I put the gold in my fanny pack. Um, one thing you notice, Rain, is that the, you know, the ceiling is not meant for somebody for your height. So you're not completely crunched, but you certainly, you have to like lower your head as to avoid hitting, <laughs> hitting the top of the doorway, um, whenever you, you know, walk through places. Um, so as, as you take your time, uh, Grantham, you return to the dressing room and you take your time to settle yourself and, you know, go over your plans. Um, and the clock eventually winds down to zero. Um, at that point, the same executive producer that you met, um, walks, walks into the room and says, okay, it's time. Are you ready? Um, Rain would like notice the clock and kind of like instinctively get up, <laughs> bunk her head on the ceiling and go like, <laughs> and then like, I guess duck out of the dressing room. And uh, Grantham uh, has only just come back in again, so he, he sort of checks his pockets. He puts his keys somewhere safe, and uh, <laughs> um, he sort of dusts himself down, takes a deep breath, <sighs> and follows Rain after. And Great. a cart is wheeling along behind you guys. That's right. It's coming in the ring, too. <laughs> <laughs> Protect Amazing. us. <laughs> so you follow the producer through some more tunnels, um, and you get to what looks like a, a backstage area. So it's kind of hidden from the main floor, but you can see the lights, you can see the rings. Um, and so as these last couple of fights are finishing up and you're waiting in the wings here, uh, you notice that um, as the wrestlers vacate these rings, um, the eight kind of smaller rings that you see lower down into the ground as uh, the lights turn off. And you hear a mechanical whirring, um, and you can kind of see from this this illuminated, slightly illuminated standpoint that the wrestling, the small wrestling rings actually go down into the floor, um, that that then opens up, and a large, a single large wrestling ring um, begins to rise up, and as it um, as it comes up to the surface and locks into place. The lights turn on, and you hear Vance Mannheim's voice over the uh, the PA system. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, the final exhibition between three hometown heroes and, and three multiversal champions! And the crowd erupts. You can, you know, you can, you can hear it, and it's, you know, it's, it's really electric. Um, and so Vance continues from his uh, from his point, and he says, "And now introducing your fire-breathing kittens. First up, an older gentleman with <laughs> 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 who's certainly ready to go. First, we have G Pickle, and the producer kind of ushers you on. I, I look back and I say, "Wish me luck, everyone. I better not embarrass my sister." And then I step out in front of the curtain. Rain gives you two thumbs ups. <laughs> <laughs> the seven foot tall werewolf gives the 70 year old man in like an old, st old school wrestling leotard. <laughs> thumbs up. 
Grantham, the moment is yours. You walk out, and there looks to be a, a red carpet leading up to stairs going into the ring. How do you Amazing. enter? Okay, so uh, what the what what most people don't realize is that uh, G. Pickle is a man of many hobbies, having basically never left the house and only really having a butler as his friend. So he has many little skills that he's picked up along the way through lonely, lonely, lonely practice. And so he <clears throat> clears his throat, and then he starts walking toward the ring and then starts doing a freestyle rap on his way to the ring as like maybe maybe casting a little bit of thaumaturgy just to just to amplify his voice he goes yes that's right my name's g pickle i'm extremely loyal i'm definitely not fickle i'm here to show all these people who's boss and then you'll see i'm the man with the most the most of the toughness the most of the strength you're the one who's going the length of the ring and back again and not to my fist and then you'll find the narrative twist i'm gonna drop an elbow then a knee and then you're gonna suffer a pin from me you're gonna tap out lose and lose again and that's when g pickle wins in the end End. <laughs> oh, yay. Boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> I think at that, first of all, I myself am stunned. That was amazing. Yeah, that's going um, in the trailer. That's the trailer. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, somehow you have, uh, you're, you're mic'd up, so you're very loud. Everybody can hear it. Um and, you know, everybody is silent for a second and then just crazy. So here's what we're going to do. So as you all walk on, uh, you are going to pull one card. Um, and that is going to be the first round of combat. Uh, this is going to be your going towards the total crowd favor number. Uh, because that was great. Um, go ahead and pull with advantage. So pull two cards and take the highest value. Uh, the highest value is eight. I pulled a joker, which is valued one and an eight. Great. All right. So, uh, yeah, Grantham walks on the stage and he kind of gets in the ring um, and crowd is going. Uh, so Vance comes back on the uh, on the mic and says, what a wonderful performance. Can't wait to see what more G Pickle has in store. Next, we have. An interesting fire-breathing kitten and and wrestler. We have Camilla Benson, the woman, the myth, the salesman, saleswoman, appearing as Frank Furter. <laughs> uh, so I, I roll the hot dog stand up to the stairs. You said <laughs> yes. Um, and I start. I push down on the stand so that the front wheels lift, and then I pull up on the stand so that the back wheels lift, and I go up the stairs one at a time, and it's very precarious. <laughs> the crowd is like crickets. <laughs> so as you are um, as you are entering the ring, um, you can also go ahead and pull a card to see what um, what your bonus is going to be for this first round. Can it be negative after that? <laughs> it is a three. <laughs> All right, it is a three. So you you hear some some cheers. Um, <laughs> the hungry people there. are like yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see you see a bunch of people in the first row. The, a couple of people are a little confused, so they think that this is. I throw out three hot dogs <laughs> to the people in the front row. 
Ah, yes. And so those three hungry people in the front row, they are very happy. They're they're hooping and hollering. Everybody else is giving no. giving a nice little, you know, you you hear buzz. Um and so Vance uh Vance comes on the microphone one more time and he says, "And finally, the heavy hitter of the group, we have Loop Shador." <laughs> um Rain kind of like gets down like on all floors and kind of like gallops up the stairs. Um grabs a hold of like the 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 ropes of the ring and kind of like tries and like pelt herself onto one of the like um where the 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 ropes and stuff are connected to, like mm-hmm. one of the pillars. <laughs> yeah, time and, Yeah. And she would like try and land there kind of like you know spider-man style and uh we had um we have different archetypes for our characters and for rain uh rain is playing a heel (laughs) and she will actually play that out (laughs) so she would go like uh (laughs) (laughs) you're looking for heroes here you'll find none. I'll tear your champions to shreds. And she'll kind of like try and agitate the crowd. <laughs> yeah, um, you certainly hear, you actually hear a mix. Um, so you hear some people cheering, uh, you hear some people booing. Um, and as you all know, um, as as a heel, uh, you know, part of your job is to get the crowd, get the crowd angry. Um, so yeah. you want to hear some boos. So this is good. Um, so, why yeah. don't, so why don't you go ahead and you pull your card as well? That is a king. All right. So since this is technically a combat check, uh, that is going to be, that's going to be 13. So you're definitely getting the crowd riled up um, and you hear some, you know, you hear some boos, you hear some cheers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great. Um, everybody's having, having a good time. She so, like howled very loud in the, like at, at the end. <laughs> it, um, you see actually some people, um, you know, there are speakers all around and you actually see a couple of people kind of cover their ears. You did a, you did a really good job with the howl. And so, uh, so Vance, once again on the mic after, after you've all entered and are, are in the ring, he says, and tonight's challengers from our in-house multiversal tournament champions. First, we have the Grave Digger. Um, and so Grand from the other like side... Squeeze. <laughs> and so from the other side, you see a very large man, uh, probably about, you know, six and a half, at least feet tall. Um, very built. Um, I guess in, in pop culture terms, imagine like Solomon Grundy is what I'm envisioning. So very pale skin, uh, sunken eyes, and the Grave Digger is wearing... Um, contact so his eyes are bright red um and as he kind of walks he raises his hands and you see a collection of almost like a cemetery is being built in um as he passes so you see headstones rise up you see some you see a couple of uh zombified hands shoot out from the ground um and you know the crowd is is just loving this um and so gravedigger walks up to the stairs on his corner and just jumps right into the ring um you all feel the ring kind of shake a little bit um and he just 
stares at you wordlessly, cracks his knuckles, and is um, is ready to go. Uh, so Vance gets on the uh, gets on the mic and says, "Next we have the avalanche." And so you see, um, again from this from this other side, you see an even larger figure um, covered in covered in fur. Um, almost looks like uh, more beast than man. Uh, just very big, hulking, um, you know, walks uh, very slowly walking. And um, as he does that, the the graves kind of disappear and you feel an icy chill kind of push, you know, kind of hit you. Um, cold, cold wind. And so he does the same. He walks up and Gravedigger turns around, uh, kind of grabs his hand, pulls him into the ring. Um, and standing together, Avalanche has got to be uh, probably eight feet tall. Um, and so the third person... This is the 70-something-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. And Grantham is like, is like tr- he's holding his cane with both hands, just trembling, absolutely <laughs> wrapped with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> you can't die. <laughs> <laughs> and... Because so this is all this is all random. I did not do this. Uh, I did not do this on purpose. Um, and so third and finally, Vance uh, Vance says, and rounding out the the crowd, we have a home another hometown fire breathing kitten uh, who a last minute entry and was very interested in joining. We have you know him, you love him, Norwich Flesh Ripper. Yay! <laughs> and Rain, you've met Norwich before. Um, yeah. so he kind of, he kind of walks out and he's wearing the most garish getup you have ever seen. <laughs> uh, he's wearing a, a wig, a blonde mulleted wig that covers his normally, <laughs> uh, normally orange hair. Um, also big guy, you know, he's seven and a half feet tall. Um, and so he's wearing, uh, Similar getup to you, Grantham. He's wearing a uh, he's wearing a singlet, but the singlet is covered in a strange, um, what looks to be like a flag pattern. Uh, you certainly don't recognize it, but there are uh, there's an there's a blue area in the corner with some stars, uh, and then there are some red and white stripes. Uh, he's wearing what looks to be work boots, and uh, he's wearing sunglasses. And so he jumps in the ring. Uh, he actually jumps up, does a front flip, lands. Um, and he takes a look, um, and he clocks rain and he says, Oh, Hey, good to see ya. Didn't expect to see ya here, but, uh, well, looks like we'll be, uh, we'll be facing off here. Rain is trying to look mean and menacing, but her tail is wagging. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Grantham is waving and he presents as like, hello, Grantham Picklebottom Jr. Yeah. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, Norwich Flesh Ripper, I'm sure we'll be working together soon. Uh, you know, uh, usually we bear on the same side, but I like to I like to wrestle a little bit. You like to wrestle a little bit. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd make an appearance. <laughs> Great. And I, I then go up to, to uh, the gravedigger and I present my hand to him as I, Hello, Grantham Pickerbottom Junior. I'm an enormous fan. He, um, he shakes your hand very powerful and he says, Best of luck. And my elbow hurts. I'm like, ah, okay, <laughs> great. And, and Mr. Avalanche, I presume. Grant the bigger bottom junior. Present my hand to him. Um, yeah, he, not only does he shake your hand, he actually, like, picks you up as he's shaking your hand. <laughs> um, so he's shaking you more than, than your hand. But he says, the Avalanche is excited to meet 
his challenger. <laughs> I, I land awkwardly and sort of like try and find my balance with my cane. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I sort of hobble back to the, my, my corner. <laughs> um, and so, and so Vance comes back on the, uh, on the mic and says, champions, are you ready to take your positions and begin the multiversal tournament of champions? And the crowd goes wild. Here it is. Okay. So, uh, so the three wrestlers on the other side, uh, they take their positions kind of in the corner. They, you know, they're, they're over here, they're flexing. Um, but all of a sudden, uh, rain, you hear a familiar voice, uh, cut out from the audience that says, wait. Um, and everybody looks and from the ceiling, you see a figure jump into the ring. Um, and as this figure steps into the light, Rain, you recognize this figure as none other than Sigrid Anderson. Mm. <laughs> uh, she takes some steps back. <laughs> um, so Sigrid kind of kind of smiles and says, "Well, I lost Finlow, so you and me, we're here. I'm looking to settle this here and now." Um, and somehow, you don't know how, but she's mic'd up. Um, so everybody can, the crowd can, it, it almost seems there's, you know, magic going around that amplifies the voices of those in the ring. Uh, so the crowd has no idea what's going on and they're just, it's insane. It's deafening, um, how, how strong the applause is. Um, and so Vance, uh, after a second, he gets back on and you hear him and he says, well, we don't usually do four on four, but that being said, Champions of the fire-breathing kittens, you will be allowed one ally. Um, and so from your side, uh, you hear, you know, you hear a, um, well, you hear theme music, but you actually don't see anybody. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, Grantham Grantham goes to to come in. I was like, I've not my got my glasses on. Can you see anything? <laughs> I'm looking around. Um, so you see you see things kind of moving as if there was a person there. Um, and you feel you feel a figure move into the ring. Um, but you still don't see anything until um you hear a whew, uh like a a crack almost, and there is a um. There is a well-built man uh, that Grantham you would recognize as Jim Visible. Wow! Oh my goodness! I <laughs> handled my hand together. Grantham Picklebottom Junior. I'm terribly excited to be wrestling with you, sir. He um he kind of claps you on the back and he's just like, "Well, wasn't expecting to be out here, but looking forward to fighting with you." And Grantham t- just takes a second to look around and see the enormous people across the ring, the absolutely towering figures that are surely going to kill him and looking over at our <laughs> motley crew and just the biggest smile crosses his face. It's like, this is why I left the house. <laughs> and with that, you hear a bell ding, uh, which signifies the wrestling match has begun. So what we're going to do is we are going to pull for initiative. Um, and so each of you are going to pull a card and from those cards, we are going to add that together for a total value. So I'm just going to put those up here. Uh, for the listeners, we have a um, we have a virtual 
uh, card table, which is helpful for uh, for games such as this uh, when not playing in person. So, oh, okay, I see. The cards are going to each person. Yeah. Uh. Are you drawing us all a card? Oh, do you want me to draw? No, I just, I don't know what's going on. I see cards moving around. There's no, like, hand shown. Okay, cards are being placed in front of me. I don't know what's right. going on. Okay, yeah, I, I, can, I can't. Are we yeah. all drawing a card each? Uh, yeah, and then just putting it in the middle. Okay, okay. there's two cards in front of me. Um, and then I'm drawing for the uh, the other side. Cool. Uh, okay, wait. So we're each drawing a card, right? Yes. Okay, so if th- so, I I'm gonna draw this card. It's a three. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. I'm I just gonna put card. that there. I know you guys drew me like an eight and an ace, which was very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> just like I don't know which one to keep. So. All right. Well, so uh, one. I okay. I don't need to do. Um, I don't need to do math. I can already tell that uh, your side is going first. Yeah, everyone um, else drew like a queen and a king and then a green. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that is, uh, so it looks like as, um, you know, as these two, as both sides, uh, you know, kind of run to the middle, uh, the fire-breathing kittens are up first. And that is going to start, I'm just going to go in order here, going to start with Camilla. Uh, you have the first the first move so to speak and just as a reminder (laughs) and so just as a reminder these are all going to be combat skill checks so they work similarly to regular skill checks uh but instead of all face cards being a flat value of 10 uh we go above 10 and so you're still going to draw two cards and that is going to determine the success of whatever move you decide to do uh, it could be a combat move. It could be a, uh, it could be an intimidation move. It could be a taunting move. Um, anything you want. But Camilla, the floor is yours. I have a question. Yes. I am what's called a loose cannon. So my power is that once in the match, I force the entire other side to redraw after they've drawn their cards. Right. Yes. What are you guys' powers? Uh, I am a face, which means that I draw with disadvantage, but whatever my final number is, is doubled. I'm the opposite. I am a heel, and I draw uh, with advantage, but my cards only count for half. Are the other people here also powered? I guess we'll find out when they use their powers against us. Awesome. I guess we will. I just like mine is the sort of thing that if I don't announce this, it's going to sound really weird to listeners later when I'm like, no, you didn't draw that redraw. But like now you you got that, you know, it's coming. At what point mm. will I make the entire opponent team redraw their hand? So it's better to announce that beforehand. Checkoffs redraw. So <laughs> you know it's coming. Um, OK, so my move, because I am Frank Furter, the hot dog vendor is first I got to bend over and show everybody Sal's. Of course, <laughs> gotta get that advertising in. Got to, and then as I like, <laughs> I raise up. I have hot dogs in my hands because I was bending over to get hot dogs, and they're fully. <laughs> I mean, of course, they've got everything on them. They've got mustard. They've got ketchup. They've got onions. They've got relish. They've got sauerkraut. They've got a little bit of fresh cabbage, not pickled cabbage, fresh cabbage. They've got everything you could possibly want on a hot dog. Is there bacon on this hot dog? It's up to you to imagine. And <laughs> these fully loaded hot dogs in both hands. And I'm throwing one at 
the avalanche because they seem tall. And I think a ranged attack is the way to go for an eight foot tall person. <laughs> and one at the grave digger. <laughs> Hurling hot dogs. So it says a ranged attack is... Uh, attack with a ranged weapon is you would play clubs plus spades. So I don't know. Uh, we don't have a hand in this expansion. I don't know correct. how this works. Do I draw so, a hand? Do I have eight cards like I would in the base game? Uh, no. So the the suits are uh, are agnostic of, of the move. You just draw two cards and those will be... Uh, you just use the number as a success or a fail. So everything in this game is just draw two random cards? Yes. All right, an eight and a nine. Great. Um, uh, keep those up with you, just because there are going to be bonuses once everybody draws that I will um, that I will talk about. So, with an eight and a nine, you throw these hot dogs one at the avalanche and one at the grave digger, and you can see that for a second they're they're baffled by what just assailed them, but that bewilderment is overtaken by uh, by hunger as they realize what they have in front of them and they <laughs> begin chowing down on these delicious hot dogs oh, and no. and it seems that you may uh you may have opened the way to uh distract them for long enough for one of your teammates to uh to get a move in uh that is going to be grantham uh grantham is already but before the hot dogs are even flying he's moving toward the avalanche the towering eight foot tall yeti and <laughs> And has just enough time to say, I'm a really big fan! And then um, he takes a swing at him with his cane. So he's taking a, taking a swing at his uh, his his left knee Ooh. with the cane. Oh, we love it. All right, let's see that uh, let's see that skill check. It's a five and a queen. All right, and so since this is combat, queens are going to be worth 12. So that is going to be another 17. So, yeah, expertly timed as... Um, as Camilla goes and flings these hot dogs, uh, the avalanche is chowing down and doesn't even barely even notices uh, Grantham as he swings the cane into the knee of the avalanche, which buckles and he drops to one knee. Um, this is going very well thus far. Oh, hold up. Sorry. Hold up. Yes. I have to draw with disadvantage. Oh, yes. So th that. Dun, so dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, that's, that's the first hand. Yeah, that's the second. Oh, dang it! Oh, it's still just, it, it, it's the, it, it was the lower number anyway. So sorry. Please continue. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So you see, um, Avalanche drops to a knee and says, "The Avalanche was not expecting somebody so small to be so powerful." And also, because I'm a face, the lower number is doubled. So actually, the total amount of of crowd favor I've won is in fact thirty four. Is that right? That is correct. Um, nice. So you see, um, so you see the crowd at this, you know, this, this old, uh, kind of smaller man spring forward and just hit his cane and actually avalanche drops to one knee is unbalanced and falls on the, uh, falls face first on the ground. Um, and as he's pulling himself up the crowd, you can tell is super hyped. Um, so this is very good. Uh, rain, we are going to pass to you this time. Um, Rain is still a bit shaken, but she's like, she's looking at, uh, like her friends from Fire Breathing Kittens, like, it's just like going for her head, like how she started running away from all of this. And ever since she joined the Fire Breathing Kittens, she's like, 
She's got close with Cameron again. She's made so many like friends who like supported her. She got beat up together with uh Chico and Camilla, but different name. <laughs> We've never met before. <laughs> never met before. Um she got beat up with Chico and someone who looked mildly similar to Camilla. <laughs> and she made that promise to get stronger and to stand up against these people. And now she's like, she's got her horns back too. And she's gonna like, she's gonna clench her, her fists kind of. And then like, do a, do like a, an aggressive kind of like howl. And then she'll just charge at Sigrid. Yeah. All right. Let's see that uh, skill check. And as a heal, uh, you're going to draw with disadvantage or no, you're going to draw with advantage, but your card value is halved. Okay, so it looks like we're going to take uh, the four and the king, which is going to be 17, have down to nine. Um, so you spring forward and, well, you know what? You narrate this one. What does this look like? Because you and Sigrid have a history. Um, so what does That's that true. look like? Um, Seeing rain charge. <laughs> um, Sigrid would probably be taken aback for just like, a millisecond and then probably also turn into like this werewolf form except her fur is kind of like more blonde whitish <laughs> and um when this like massive first wolf like comes charging at the other one there's just this like really loud and heavy kind of like thud and they like um they like clink horns together and like uh, kind of like grasp each other's hands and like try to overpower the other with like sheer strength. Yeah, and you know, again, the crowd has no con- or has no context, so they're seeing this as part of the show. They're they're loving it. Um, loop guru, loop guru, <laughs> loop guru. <laughs> and um, you know, you see you see Sigrid uh, just kind of struggling against you, not. Not quite expecting this surge of power, to be to be honest. Um, so things are looking good for you. And meanwhile, you've noticed that Jim uh, has uh, has gone out of sight, um, but he is um, he is going over to. Uh, you see Norwich struggling with something unseen uh, that you can assume is Jim, and you see Norwich uh, kind of fall to the floor. Um, and he's just like, oh, 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 this is a good one. This is tricky. I got to put my glasses on for this. Um, even though he's already wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um, and so at this point, um, I'm going to move these cards over here. Um, I don't. So I'm just taking a look. I don't see any bonuses. Uh, so now bonuses are. Uh, so in addition to kind of this blackjack. Uh, scoring system we have for skill checks we have uh, bonuses that are taken from all the players once all of the hands are drawn uh, to try and make the best five card texas hold'em poker hands so things like straights flush um, you know royal flush all that good stuff and depending on what we see uh, if there are any if there are any you know of these hands within the uh, right now we have four players so uh, you know, so within the eight cards, pick the best out of five. Um, 
If there are any bonuses, there would be extra crowd favor. However, there are no bonuses, so there is no extra crowd favor. But uh, because you pulled more than 50 in a round, um, you the crowd is especially hyped up. And so the next round... Um, you all get advantage when it comes to when it comes to pulling pulling cards. So as the fire breathing kittens go and create this initial assault, the crowd is enthused, especially so. And because of that, um, the the next uh, the next round, so the next enemy round and the next year round are going to be doubled. Um, so the crowd is very excited as Gravedigger. Um, goes and Grantham you saw this earlier when you were looking out of the suite um you feel your legs come up from under you as a as a hand wraps around uh your your body and um and actually it's a double team so gravedigger this hand appears and grabs you as avalanche jumps and just both arms almost like a like a donkey kong just hits you as you are grabbed um and meanwhile norwich is wrestling with uh with jim visible and the two of them are are locked in what looks to be a pretty tough um a pretty tough brawl and uh sigrid you see she um she takes her leg and she flips or you know she flips it around and catches your ankle rain um and sends you toppling to the floor so i'm going to put in these values really quick um there is and so i will say um you know there's no defined health um what players track in terms of in terms of health being knocked out is the number of times that they were hit um so grantham for you you've been hit twice um, on this thing, you can see um, on the left there's a scorecard, and there's a place where you can add or subtract uh, values. You can use those as uh, as your counter. Uh, just note the number of times you've been hit, and if you get a combat skill check or combat skill check that goes under that value, uh, you are considered knocked out and out of the round for um for that piece. Um, however, Rain, um, as Sigrid kind of trips you, um, she drew Joker, which in combat is a critical fail. So, um, because of that, she ends up being unsteady and she falls with you and you are able to turn the, turn the tide. And so instead of her kind of falling on top of you and getting the better, um, the better leverage, uh, you actually end up falling on top of her and you have her in kind of a pin. Um, so with that, there are no bonuses here. Um, and with that, that is going to go back up to Camilla. It is you. Um, you see that a lot of people are kind of tangled in other people. Um, and the the melee is certainly, certainly on. The melee is on. This gives me an excellent chance to smear some hot dogs in people's faces. In my left hand, I have a hot dog with jalapenos, chili, cheddar cheese, a little bit of salsa, and sweet racha sauce. And that gooey, gooey, it's got uh, caramelized onions too. Oh man, it's honestly delicious. This ooey, gooey hot dog is going right in the face of, now you said the person holding rain was Sigrid. Yes. Eh? 
Correct. Mm. <laughs> Sigurd gets a chili, a uh, spicy chili dog in the face. So that is a, a melee attack. But oh, we just we don't use that. Okay, so we just draw two cards. Yes. Just draw two cards. One, two. <laughs> That's an ace and a two. Okay. Luckily, aces are high. So that is going to be a. It's going to be a sixteen, which is doubled to thirty-two. Uh, so what does this what does this jalapeno hot dog barrage look like? Smush. <laughs> yeah, so you see Sigrid is on the ground and gets a hot dog to the face <laughs> and is um is briefly unable to see even and even more uh just kind of put off than where she normally is. Grantham, that is to you. Uh this hand has just let you go after uh getting a nasty double hand smack from Avalanche. And and to be clear, I've been hit twice. How do I determine how many hits I can take? Um, you just track the number of hits that you've taken, and if you mm-hmm. ever draw a skill check under that number, uh, then you're considered knocked out for the fight. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, having just been whacked twice by the eight foot Goliath, um, I am reeling where I stand, and I take a look at the um. I look back at the avalanche and uh, Grantham takes his cane and he wags at him and he goes, time someone chopped you down to size. And then I <laughs> run away. I jump on the on the ring ropes and I springboard into a backwards moonsault, which is like a backflip. But I land upside down, body first in the face of the avalanche. I love that. It's like a luchador Chris Jericho lion salt <laughs> move for any wrestling fans. I love that. Let's see that skill check. Okay, I have to do this with disadvantage. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, the lower number is a 12. Okay, so um, so you do this moonsault, and you um, you end up, uh, you know, charging towards uh, the avalanche, legs first. Um, you kind of kick into him, and he barely flinches. Uh, hardly could call that a flinch, and grabs you. And he, on the crackback, uh, swings you around, like swings you around over his head and just drops you on the mat. Um, oh, he- and so that's going to be, that's going to be one more, one more hit for you. Okay. Um, but, you know, as, as you are being, you know, kind of battered and tossed around, you notice that, you know, these, these strikes are very showy, but I mean, you're a little shaken up, but you're certainly not hurt. Um, so that's good to know. Um, however, Rain, uh, this is a different situation for you since uh, you are fighting Sigrid. Uh, however, it is your turn. Hmm. Uh. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, you are on top of Sigrid, who um, has hot dog, jalapeno and hot dog <laughs> in her face. So she's kind of she's kind of trying to get that off of her to get a clear line of sight. Um, as, as you're just kind of rolling around. I'm, I'm considering, uh, to use, like, my supernatural strength to throw her (laughs) at another wrestler. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Nora just busy with Jin. Are you gonna grab her, swirl around in a circle so that she's, like... Uh, with centrifugal force, she's around your midsection. She's hanging off, and her her arms go out, you know. And so you're going, yeah. whoa, 
whoa, whoa. And then you're going to throw her into someone? Yeah, exactly. That was the plan. <laughs> Maybe they'll also get chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess maybe a grave digger? All right. So you're going to pick her up and throw her. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So um, I am going to pull in what is going to be an opposed skill check so that we can see the, the full breadth. Uh, so you're going to do your skill check, and I'm going to make a skill check for... Uh, for Sigrid and it looks like your advantage of a queen and a jack which is 23 because I can do math um, that beats the skill check of 11 for uh, for Sigrid so you absolutely yeah you pick her up you throw her um, and she lands into Gravedigger um, who looks like he was taking a second to kind of conjure up some uh, some henchmen almost, but in the middle of this uh, of this ritual, it seems he is struck with Sigrid, um, and so they both kind of fall in a heap, um, and so that is going to be that. All right, and that's doubled, and that's doubled. So uh, Jim is still invisible and rolling around with Norridge uh you actually see Norridge uh he's he's on the ground and he gets picked up and he gets um he's being like swung around in the air um and then he gets dropped um and it is looking it's looking pretty good um you know certainly if uh you know these fighters are You've, you've got the upper hand, and you can tell that the crowd is um, is still in your favor. Uh, not quite as hyped as it was before, so the values are going to go back to, um, to normal instead of being doubled for this next round. But still, you know, you, you hear people uh, chanting your names uh, as, as you go to, uh, to perform these moves. Um, and Loop I'm just... Door. Loop Chador! Loop Chador! Loop Pickle. And then just Frank. Frank <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't see any bonuses here. So that's going to be another round with no extras. And I will go ahead and I will I will go ahead and I am currently drawing for uh, for the next round of the other combatants. Okay, so you see Gravedigger, uh, he gets up. And he kind of takes Sigrid, um, and Sigrid is being used as a human weapon. <laughs> so he um, he kind of takes Sigrid, um, and he throws her back at um, uh, back at you, Camilla. Um, and so she kind of falls in front of this hot dog cart, um, gets a little like. Uh, some of the hot dog water that's uh, you know keeping the keeping the hot dogs nice and warm uh, kind of falls out of the the open kind of steam tray and falls on her as she um, as she lands. Did she injure herself? Um. <laughs> so actually, Sigrid, <laughs> in in the wrestling, you're not supposed to actually get burned. <laughs> uh, she just looks at you and she scowls. Um, you can see you are so clumsy. You're not actually supposed to get injured. This it, you know, if you are a bad wrestler and you injure yourself or others, you may not be called back. Um, you can see that she, she kind of scowls at you. Um, and you notice that the, um, the actual throw into the hot dog cart, 
uh, was done in a way that doesn't actually that wouldn't actually hurt her that much. But the no, um, I'm, I'm making fun of her because she's actually our enemy. Yes. Like, whatever chance I have to dig on her, I can. This is Sigurd, right? Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, so then the avalanche goes and he runs after um, now that now that rain is without a uh, a combatant he runs over there and he is going to um he's going to kind of grapple with you so rain i'm going to have you make um make another opposed skill check here um so you have to beat an 8 and a queen which is a a 20 and we're drawing and the cards are okay so neither of those are going to beat um and so using the the top one uh that's going to be a a fail of 5 or more which is going to be a rather significant fail. Um, so to describe the mechanics for the listeners, yes, Rain drew a three and a four, and ten and a five, because as a villain, she has to take with disadvantage, and right, she Would takes it no, advantage. Yeah, with it, she draws okay. with advantage so she, and halves the value. Ah, so she took the ten and the five. Yes, so that's a a fifteen, and then yes. takes half the value of that, which is seven. Yes, and so um, since the avalanche got a 20 on his skill check, uh, she failed by 10 or more, uh, because I can definitely do math. Uh, so that's, that's okay. going to be... Let's, we walk through the steps. It's all good. Everybody's learned. Nobody has played this game before. That is true. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty significant fail. Um, and the way that that manifests is... Uh, so Rain... Know, Rain is like, why did you talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rain... Sorry. You're going to take uh, three instead of instead of one counter. Your counter is going to go up by three, and the reason that mm-hmm. happens is because, um, you know, because of all of this melee going on, there's a little bit of unsteadiness. And when the avalanche goes to um, to do a uh, people's elbow, so he jumps and he goes horizontal <laughs> and leads elbow first uh, right into your ribs. Um, Ow! He so he accidentally. Um, Instead of hitting you kind of in the in the softer part of your torso, he hits you right on the rib, and that certainly oh, no. that certainly hurts. Uh, so you're gonna take you're gonna take three counters instead of um, instead of just the normal one. Um, in- my my IQ just went up because that's smarts. <laughs> <laughs> and so there are no bonuses here. One, two, three, four. Ah, we're one away from a. We were one away from a straight here. Uh, there were four. There are four spades, uh, but we need five. So that is going to end. Uh, that's not going to end. I did the bonuses early. Uh, so Norwich is going to. Uh, Norwich is going to kind of get up from the floor, um, and he is going to. He's going to go use his sunglasses and somehow he's able to spear tackle Jim visible for a second. He comes out of his invisibility to, uh, to kind of gloat to the crowd. Um, and he flexes, but as he does that Norwich comes from behind him as he's not looking and spear tackles him and brings it back down to the floor. Um, and it's going to be, um, and so there, they're going back and forth again, but this time uh, the crowd can see Jim Visible, and so you hear some gasps as uh, they were not expecting that, certainly. And finally, uh, Sigrid gets up and pushes off and grabs this hot dog cart from you, Camilla, um, mm. and attempts to wrench it away from you to to use it as ammunition. Um, I'm going to have you make an opposed skill check. So I draw two cards? Yes. I flip him over and it's out. 
One of my cards got stolen from me. Oh. It was two kings until it went <gasps> across the table. <laughs> okay, so you are able to you succeed. Um so so <laughs> Uh, so what happens there is Sigrid tries to wrench the hot dog cart away from you, but you, you are ready for it and you wrench it back. And so she gets off balance and she falls to a knee. Um, and she is, Sigrid is not having a good time right now. <laughs> I'll just say that she's not having a good time. Can I say that she pulled on a tray? Cause I know where all the handles are and where yeah. all the trays are. So I pulled on like a cart handle and she pulled on a tray. And what happened was that a tray of the stinkiest pineapple, blue cheese, banana pepper, horseradish, sun-dried tomatoes, feta, and cilantro just all fell on her face. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and you, you even hear the crowd. Um, they kind of winced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the toppings that I keep in a drawer together. <laughs> exactly. And now Sigrid is not only, uh, you know, covered in, in hot dog water and stinky horseradish and blue cheese, but you can all, you can all smell her. It's not, it's not a fun sight. <laughs> I should have done that to Jim Visible. <laughs> Wait, he's on our side. He's oh, on our side. <laughs> Never mind. All right. And so this thus begins the third round. Uh, this could be, uh, just looking at the scores, it is very close. The, the enemy team seems to have gotten... Um, seems to have gotten a foothold and they're looking, they're looking pretty well. Uh, the crowd has shifted more so to their favor, but it's, it's kind of a mix of both and it's pretty close depending on, uh, depending on your polls, you could end it this, uh, this round. Uh, so that is going to be Camilla to you. My hot dog cart in my possession. I make up a special hot dog. It's got kimchi, avocado slices, seasoned wild aster, Vinegared carrots, daikon, lotus, and is topped with a fried egg. And this particular hot dog is intended for none other than Sigrid. Because, I mean, now I just want to give her something nice. So I gently <laughs> hand her the hot dog. And then trip her! <laughs> <laughs> I draw two cards for a melee attack with hot dog distraction as a five and a four. <laughs> All right. So that is going to be... Um, Sigrid hesitates for a second because she's very confused because <laughs> why are you handing her a hot dog in the middle of a wrestling match? And then boom, she hits her head on the back of the ring. And oh, I'm she's, a good wrestler. She doesn't get injured at all for me wrestling her. No, certainly not. That was a, that was a well-placed <laughs> strike, but she is certainly down on the ground and has to, yeah. um, has to pull herself up. Oh, can I do the thing where I'm like pulling on her joints to like break her leg or whatever, but I'm like just gently applying pressure. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? I... Love that. Yeah, so you you know what what does that look like? Um it looks like me sitting on her, right? To mm -hmm. pin her down. Right. And holding her leg back, you know, so that her knee is bent and it looks like a terrible angle, but I'm actually not hurting her at all. And then but what I haven't noticed is that her face is right in the blue cheese that was on her before. So she's actually <laughs> struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Sigrid has a face of face full of blue cheese as you as you perform this wrestling hold and you can hear the crowd gasp as they are you know they're worried about Sigrid but they're ex they're still excited about the uh the match that's going on Grantham that is to you um you have been doing some heavy hitting thus far just looking at mm. uh looking at these totals I I should have I, I don't know if you remembered my my bonus because I forgot it so my my bonus my second move I could have quadrupled but I didn't, and that's on me. 
Um, so, um, with a sheer double, uh, what Grantham's going to do... Wait, wh- what does the ring look like at the minute? We've got uh, Sigrid's getting in a Boston crab, um, get it face full of cheese. Yep. Um, uh, Jim Visible has... Um, has Flesh Ripper in kind of a grapple that they're just sort of tussling. Yeah, it looks like Norge is having the upper hand there. Um, Avalanche is um, is over by uh, is over by Rain, and Gravedigger is um, he's once again kind of as he has a moment to himself. He's uh, trying to summon some uh, some undead around him to to kind of give him give him the assist. Okay. So, having just taken a big old hit, Grantham is like, <sighs> and starts slowly climbing the turnbuckle in the corner. Gets up to the top of the turnbuckle. <laughs> starts, it's the one that's closest to the gravedigger. And what he's going to attempt to do is he's going to attempt to jump up and land in a senton, meaning that he lands crotch first in the face of the gravedigger with a leg either side hanging down the shoulder and then attempt a hurricane rana which is basically Grantham is going to kick his head back and lever his body so that it flips Gravedigger over. However, attempt rather than trying to get Gravedigger on his back, Grantham's going to try and angle it so that he goes crashing into the avalanche, hopefully distracting them both from hurting whoever they're going to hurt. I now love this. That's going to be an opposed <laughs> check, but oh, I love this. Balls. Okay. Okay, so Gravedigger... Oh, sorry, that's yours. Yep, thank you. That's also yours. <laughs> this is mine. Um, okay, so because Gravedigger is technically a heal archetype, um, you have to beat a... You have to beat a 30. Oh, Because this damn. is doubled. Right. Wait, you said he's a heal, which means you take the advantage and it's halved. You are absolutely right. I'm forgetting my own rule. So you only have to beat a 9. <laughs> okay whoa okay so the first one's a 10 that's the lowest that's the lower number it's a three and a two but then that's doubled yeah and then the stronger oh and then the other one is oh hell it's an ace and a joker which i think technically is what a it's because 16? it's a joker is that a, that's a 16 but is that a critical fail because yes it's a joker no <laughs> <laughs> so it all it all looks good it all looks good for you a for a second kill. and you you get up on the turnbuckle and you jump in his face crotch first and you throw back your head but the gravedigger was able to finish his uh his ritual and so you feel uh a set of about half a dozen hands wrench you from his face uh mid flip and so they grab him um but they use your momentum against you and they throw you across the ring into the avalanche who is ready for you um and he grabs you and he kind of he grabs you uh by the head and he just head first uh just hits you down into the into the ring uh so i'm going to say because that's a crit fail uh that's going to be that's going to be an extra five that you have to add to your counter oh my goodness uh but amazing i'm also going to use this number uh so that's going to be a a 15 um and so that's doubled so that's so you still get some crowd favor um because you know this is very exciting but uh you are certainly starting to feel the effects of uh, of this match um and yeah so 
I assume it probably takes a second for uh, for Grantham to to kind of get up from after that. Yeah, Grantham Grantham like has dropped his cane. He starts looking for his cane somewhere. He's like, <laughs> uh, I I don't have my glasses on. You see you see one of the zombies um, before it dematerializes back into the ground. It kind of flicks your cane um, back to where you can grab it because. <laughs> Even though, even though you're combatants and you're fighting, uh, this is all sportsmanship. This is all good fun. Um, they're not going to leave you hanging like that. No, but I don't have my glasses on, so the cane just whacks me in the face. I, ah! <laughs> I can't catch it. So that is going to be rain. That is to you. Okay. <laughs> um, considering uh, the avalanche just messed up my friend and Sigrid is being taken care of. <laughs> yes. Uh... I mean, these people are all very strong, but Rain's ability is specifically superhuman strength. So, can I attempt to pick up the avalanche, hold him over my head, and throw him? Absolutely, you can. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be unopposed skill check. Uh, but if I could, so the good news for you, you only have to beat Nate. I. <laughs> All right, so taking, so uh, the avalanche got an eight, and you got a 14, but because of being a heal, uh, the 14 was with advantage, so you go down to, uh, so that goes down to a seven, um, and so that is going to be, so you pick up, you pick up the avalanche, and you go to spin him around and throw him, uh, but he kind of grabs you as, um, as you throw him, and though he, though he is thrown, uh, across the ring, he kind of brings you with him, and so you uh, you fall, and it's a little bit unsteady. Uh, that's going to add one to your counter. Um, which, speaking of, what is that counter at? Let's do a quick check for the audience. Uh, so, Rain, uh, what number is that? What number is your I'm counter at? I'm on five. Okay, that was a close one, uh, Grantham. I'm on eight. Okay, and Camilla. I'm not sure if I've taken any counters. I don't think so, actually. You've I been, don't think so. <laughs> you know, hot dog vendors, uh, pretty yep. well uh, pretty well camouflaged, I guess. Yep. Arranged <laughs> <Yay>. queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So, as we, um, as we get into the next round, uh, oh, and Jim Visible and Norwich, they're also still there. Uh, they're still fighting. Um, they're still going. They kind of got each other. They they had each other's number from the beginning of the fight. So they're just kind of, they're almost taking themselves out of the fight. So it's back to like a three on three, if you will. So we are going to go for the next round of, of the enemy combatants. And this ends when we hit a crowd favor of 200, right? So who's got, like, what are both of our crowd favors, them and us? Yes. So. Uh, the fire breathing and so as you take a second to ask that question to yourself, you see you see a scoreboard of sorts um, because that exists. And so the fire breathing kittens have a crowd favor score of 192, very close. Uh, and the uh, the tournament of champions have a crowd favor of 140. However, they are uh, they will be. They will be going, um, so they they may be able to end it. Um, you know, as you as you kind of take a second in between these uh, these hits and these displays of strength, uh, you notice that 
you know, you're, you're not hurt, but you're certainly tired. You're shaken up. Um, but you know, the I'm other side out of hot dog ingredients. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Sorry to interrupt. I no, you're I good. It would be funny. Um, it was, um, but you know, the, the other side also seems to be pretty tired, um, and covered in said hot dog ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they went. Exactly. So we are going to, I see a crit fail, uh, and that's Sigrid's pile. She is getting, mm -hmm. um, probably for the better, she is getting piled on. So uh, the first thing that happens is going to be Gravedigger. Um, after this, I will shuffle the deck. Um, but so Gravedigger goes through, and he, um, he kind of runs, uh, Camilla, he runs over to you um, because nobody's hit you yet, and he needs to uh, do something. So he runs over and he, he jumps and he kind of belly flops uh, right on top of you. <laughs> oh, squishing me and then squishing Sigrid, who I'm sitting on top of. Yes. Pulling her leg back. Exactly. So Sigrid takes that hit too, um, which, is, which is a good thing. Um, so then you have, uh, you have the avalanche who runs back over to Rain um, and does kind of a, a bull rush. So he, you know, runs, uh, kind of arms back as he comes to you, Rain, he wraps you up in, uh, in what can be described as a bear hug, um, hits you against the ropes and then does a backflip, um, to, <laughs> to drop you on the ground. Uh, it seems that, uh, the theme here is, is squishing. Um, so you see Norridge, uh, he had he had a really good round. He actually straight up, um, as Jim Visible is still visible, uh, he hasn't had time to um go back to his um to his form yet. Uh you see Norridge straight up throws Jim Visible out of the ring. Oh no. Um and so Norridge takes uh takes a beat and he um you know, he flexes for the crowd and the crowd is going crazy. Um and Sigrid is going to, well, you know what? With a crit fail, uh, that actually, uh, so you see, uh, Camilla, you kind of wait for Sigrid to make a move. You wait a second, um, and you take a look. She is cold. She is knocked out. Oh, I let go. Um, <laughs> so she's just, she's oh, done. From a, from the avalanche landing on us both. Yeah. yeah no, the, I, not for me. <laughs> the combination of Gravedigger landing on you, um, you're yeah, able to you're able to jump up, get um, relatively unscathed, and then you are, um, you know, you see Sigrid does not get up. She looks okay because you know these are not uh, hits meant to actually inflict damage, but she is knocked out cold. Oh goodness! Um, I switch into a defensive stance. Where I'm making sure nobody steps on the poor unconscious Sigrid. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So I'm going to make sure she doesn't get, like, trodden. You know what? That is a very charitable action. I'm going to give you a bonus of 10 um, crowd favor. Because people love seeing that. And you know what? With that bonus of 10, um, we actually see the scoreboard tick over for the fire breathing kittens tick over to 202 um which means uh that the fire breathing kittens have won the match <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh 
I throw hot dogs to everyone. They've got caramelized onions, fried pickles, fried mushrooms, and a balsamic vinegar glaze. Sounds delicious. (laughs) So uh, Vance gets back on the the microphone um, and he says, what a wonderful showing for the fire breathing kittens. And the crowd is just going, going crazy. Um, You see that there are some producers uh, that, you know, that uh, cart Sigrid off, um, you know, make sure that she's tended to. um, And you see Jim Visible kind of get up and walk back into the ring. um, And now that the match is over, it's very, very sportsmanlike. So they all, you know, kind of get in the middle. They shake your hand, um, congratulate you on on a win well well done um and so vance uh comes out from another area and he walks into the ring uh from from your set of stairs and he is holding an envelope um and so he hands the envelope to you and he says my that was incredible fighting never in my life have i seen such expertise of hot dogs and Old man strength and <laughs> like lycanthropy. Wonderful. Um, as such, I am very happy to offer you the prize for winning the tournament of champions. And so he hands you an envelope um, and he says, this is an envelope for 15,000 gold. You may, you may do whatever you see fit with it. And we hope that you will return to our tournament of champions again. <laughs> Grantham is still, like, lying flat on the ring, having been completely crushed, and, like, is just slowly getting up to his feet, finding his cane. He puts his both hands on top of the cane and gets himself up and has just enough time to smile and wave to the crowd before the cane slips from under him and he goes back on the mat. And he goes back you on the see- mat. Um, you see that over on the side, um, Rain, you you clock this. Um, so these, uh, like, what looks like medical staff are giving some smelling salts to um, uh, Sigrid to wake her up. Um, and so she jumps with a start, um, and she looks around, and she realizes what's happening. Um, and she she makes eye contact with you, and she takes a, um, she takes out, pen and paper, writes something quickly and makes a paper airplane and throws it at you before running out of the venue. Oh, I want that. <laughs> and when you open it, it says, this would this was a distraction and I escaped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, um, when you open I the open note... I it, it says, I hate hot dogs. <laughs> when you open the note, uh, you can tell that the handwriting is shaky um, and it just says, this isn't over. <laughs> Okay, so typical dramatic cigarette. Um, of course. I don't know what Rain does with the uh, thing. She has no pockets right now. Maybe she just eats it. Um, <laughs> she goes over. <laughs> um, she goes over to our local champion, G Picklebottom, and she would like um, offer her hand, and she would basically like to just lift you up and put her on your, uh, put you on her shoulder. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate the ride home. And then we can <laughs> we can incite the crowd and do like one last yeah, <laughs> like hands in the air and yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm doing so, that from your shoulder. <laughs> to, like, yeah. 
ass in the air branding of of sal's custom costumes well well in view from your shoulder but behind you i'm also waving to the crowd yeah so i think you all you all take like a, a company front almost with the um with the your adversaries uh you all kind of hold hands you take a you take a bow very theatrical um and so you walk off back into your corners um and so a producer leads you back to the uh the dressing room um where your your kind of day clothes were and um as you are uh yes as you are kind of getting ready and you know cleaning yourself off uh you hear one more knock at the door um and this time it sounds familiar but much less happy i have an inkling of it might be i make up a special hot dog and i go and answer the door uh so grantham you open the door and it is uh it is ramsey's joiner once again um you can see that he looks significantly angrier than you saw him um and he kind of scowls at you and he says i thought we had a deal i slowly start closing the door again (laughs) um he puts his hand in the door and he wrenches it open um and so he kind of takes a look at you um and he he looks at the three of you um and he said and and he says well this little hiccup cost me several hundred thousand gold I am not happy when I lose that kind of money in a night. Um, and so he he just kind of stares you down a little bit and he says, and he said, you, and he points at Camilla, something about you. I don't know what it is, but something about you. <clears throat> you watch your back from now on. I will make myself whole. And you all, and he points to you as he's kind of like walking out the door, you all watch your backs. This there will be re- uh, repercussions from this, and he poof, slams uh, before, the door before he leaves. Yes. Okay. So when he's like, "You watch your back," to me, mm-hmm. I reach up to the paper hat on my head, you know, triangle shaped, classic hot dog vendor hat. Yep. And I take it off. And so you see this. And I shake out my hair. I stand there like, uh, just maybe he'll recognize me. He takes a beat. Um, and the anger, uh, for a second, you see, you see this range of emotions on his face. You see anger go to confusion, go to kind of a blank, like a loading screen, go to recognition. And as he's loading, before he has a chance to respond, mm-hmm. I say, sometimes in life, you get your just desserts. And I give him a dessert hot dog. It's got sprinkles. It's got ice cream. <laughs> it's got whipped cream and a cherry on top. And as he's standing there, jaw open, I put a hot dog in his mouth and leave. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yes. better before I did it. <laughs> so you put this hot dog in his mouth and you kind of push him out. Um, and yeah. as as you push him out the door and you see that, you know, the door close behind you, you see that moment of recognition on on his face. And there's so many there's so many emotions that's going on. There's confusion. There's anger. There's a little bit of like. Is that worry? Is that fear behind him? Um, and you probably just, not. He doesn't expect much of me. Well, you see, you see these emotions. Um, surprise, maybe, is the better word for it. Um, <laughs> as he's pushed out the door, dessert hot dog in mouth, and with that, uh, we will 
we can call it for this episode. Um, I have been your GM, and our players have been Rain. Well, for once, we didn't get our butt kicked by cigarettes. <laughs> Grantham. Everything hurts, but my heart is full. <laughs> and Camilla. <laughs> Why were the customers at peace after visiting the hot dog stand? Thank you for listening to this episode oh, no, of... No, that was a question. Oh. <laughs> it made them one with everything. <laughs> oh. all right and with that thank you for listening to this episode of fire breathing kittens we hope you listen to more bye bye have you heard of a hint of fiction every episode they tell three stories two are true and one is false based on a specific theme Then they reveal which was true or false at the end of the episode. Check out A Hint of Fiction, a podcast.